0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Right, welcome to uh, the Chelsea Fancast Preview Show. It's Friday. It's kind of almost, well, just past seven o'clock because we've been gassing away, as we often do. Uh, Of course, the fundamental difference about tonight is that there is no game to preview because we're in the middle of the international yawn, as we all know. Uh, Now, to make up for that, uh, myself, Mr. Stamford Chidge, and him down there, the wonderful Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Lovely to be on the show. Always lovely to see Bloody hell what fun we had last Monday, oh. wasn't it? I've forgotten
2: actually, James. Can't you even
1: remember? You're so done in. You can't. Yeah. I'll remind you. We had loads of fun. It was great. Well, oh good. There we go. There we go. No, it was a good show last Monday. I really enjoyed it. Anyway, tonight, Jonathan and I, in lieu of no uh, football matches to preview, we've got a bit of a bumper episode for you, actually, because we are joined by some great and relatively new friends of ours, uh, two lads who have been on uh, most of the preview show's uh the last kind of two three four months uh, and they are the wonderful adam newson from Football. London. thank you guys thank you for having me again uh it's the football.london double act tonight it's like there's one chelsea fancast double act v a football.london <laughs> double act and uh of course I, I i bat for both sides as the as they say but uh we've also got the fantastic sam incasole from Football. London.
3: Evening, cheers! Thanks very much for having me on, as always. Good to be here.
1: Well, it's, it's lovely to see you both together, actually, and I think that's kind of very much the point tonight, because what we want to do is we want to have a proper old kind of round-up of a lot of the news, this kind of stuff you lot have been covering this week. Uh, but, of course, the beauty of an international break is it affords us a bit of a chance to get our listeners involved, so we've got some great questions that have come in from the Discord group uh, that uh, we, we have a lot of fun with, uh, which kind of was is, is born out of our Patreon Uh, page and uh, hopefully as we have a live audience as we always do for our preview show and monday show we'll have loads of people in mixler and this is they they need to hear this i'm going to say this only once your turn comes up in part three and if you start writing questions in the chat room or mixler i will write i will copy and paste them into my document so i can ask uh ask the questions on your behalf so there you go so it should be a bit of fun tonight what do you think jk yeah, I'm really looking
2: forward to it. There's already some good answers I can yeah. give up to a few of the questions you've asked.
1: Well, the real the real hope that I have is you and I won't actually have to do much work tonight.
2: Oh, OK. I'll get a cup of tea, can I, that bit of the... Uh... You do normally.
1: Actually, you don't, because, we you know, you can last an hour without a cup of tea. And that's, that's kind of, you know, we're on for an hour, so you should be all right. Right. Now, without further ado, um, I mean, you know, one has to... As much as it might it might pain me to do so, uh, you know, one has to kind of admit that there is international football going on. And of course, there is a Chelsea interest. Now, the first thing, uh, really, Adam and, and Sam, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you first, Adam. I have to say that, as you know, because I was talking before we went on, I didn't actually watch the England game live last night, but um, I was very on top of the fact that uh, Conte uh is injured got injured picked up a, a slight hammy we're told and has been sent home thank god so Deschamps can't run him into the ground like a knackered donkey like he's what he normally does what's the latest on Kante
4: uh, the latest is uh he was heading back to England today back to Cobham um and he was undergoing a scan so um the results of that I don't know I have been off today so I haven't had a chance to check up on that um but hopefully it's nothing too serious um it's bizarre, actually. I was talking to uh, to Ollie Glanville just uh, uh, last night before the game, uh, the England game.
1: You mate of Ollie's?
4: Yeah, we chat on Twitter quite a lot, um, and uh, we were just chatting and we're saying. Uh, and I said to him, the worst one would be Kante, wouldn't it? it oh, no. And then about an hour later, I saw the news and I was like, I can't believe that because, um, as you say, yeah, Didier Deschamps has a bit of a a checkered history with his use of N'Golo Kante. It mm. Does seem to to seem to run him into the ground a bit, so. Who knows, maybe it's a blessing in disguise because if it's not too serious, which hopefully it isn't, he will be back at Cobham now until uh well the end of the season, obviously he won't be called up again. So um so yeah, hopefully it's nothing too serious and Chelsea will get a fresh N'Golo Kante for the uh for the West Brom and then the Porto games.
1: Mm, I mean it's interesting, isn't it, Sam? I mean this is this is this basically underlines exactly why I mean and I, and I never used to be like this. I should really put some context around this. I mean I was a I was a huge fan of England, you know, as a kid. I mean, arguably, I was more of an England fan than a Chelsea fan that, when I was a kid. But the older I get, and the better that Chelsea get. I think the two are related, actually. The less bothered I am about it. And now I, now I find it a, a monstrous encumbrance. But actually, even more particularly because of the proclivity of uh, Chelsea players to get injured whilst on international duty. Um, but with Kante... There's a very good argument, Sam, isn't there? That actually, you know, we need to treat him very, very carefully anyway. And I I don't think he's going to play every game for Tuchel. I think I think Tuchel will try and manage him carefully. So maybe this is kind of an enforced break that might actually work in our favour, providing he's back for Porto.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think you, Tuchel actually did say a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? That he wanted to manage Kante's minutes um, and... I think as adam said it's it could actually be a blessing in disguise in the yeah yes he's got injured hopefully it's only just a small one um and obviously the priority is that he's back for that porto game absolutely i think you can maybe allow him that weekend off against west brom um but as long as he's back for that porto game because he's been in such good form and yeah it was the worst person i think that they could have potentially got an injury to but by the sounds of it it's not too serious hopefully um so yeah and and also it took him a fair while to recover from his last injury problem as well so i think that there'd be plenty of fingers being crossed at, at cobham that uh, he recovers from this one a little bit quicker than he did the last time but then again he found form pretty quickly as we as we've seen
2: mm-hmm. Was the last one a hammy as well i think it was wasn't it was it hammy it was, a, it was
3: hamstring and a, i think it was a little bit of a hip problem as well um, that they had in his last one and he was and then he, he came back and was very rusty i think it was against spurs off the bench wasn't it and then um there was the fa cup game where he wasn't quite at it
2: mm. I, yeah. really, it isn't a problem they, it's so difficult to tell with hamstrings i speak as a man of you gring, well you pulled pulled two <laughs> didn't you and, the, and one in on each leg one, what, at the same them. time yeah 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 that's impressive can, and, can i tell you what happens guys when you do that you fall flat in your face you can't, you can't do any of this. You can't do any of that. Oh, I've hurt my hamstring because you just go, oh, God, i can got ah! And this happened to me at Stamford Bridge, like, obviously, obviously playing to nobody, but in a charity game at the beginning is a long story, but it used to be a, uh, I won't tell the, the length of it. I ended up at Stamford Bridge playing in a charity game, nobody watching, lasted eight minutes. And it was my own fault, really, because I was, I did a, I did a one-two and I actually said, gimme, 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 ah, I just went straight back. I was dragged off the pitch because I couldn't get off myself. <laughs> but falling. But, but, <laughs> but uh, that's the last time I played football, actually. But, uh, but no, I, it, it's um, it, it just you hope that it isn't something that lasts longer because I think, as as Pulisic as an example, he's suffered uh, from from hamstrings, and it. They keep saying, "Oh, we'll be back soon," and it goes again in training. It's just a little. It's the twinge you get, and you think, "Uh oh, that's on the verge of going again." So, fingers crossed. I mean, this country has been phenomenal absolutely agree absolutely uh, playing out of his skin and it fits so perfectly in the side and he please can he be be there for Porto bloody hell
1: mm. i mean the reality is and this is interesting kind of kind of segue into other things i mean well i mean Jorginho's also got an injury at the moment too hasn't he which is a bit of a pain but we've got Jorginho we've got Kovacic we've got Conte and we've got Gilmore and you know i thought Gilmore did a decent job against Sheffield uh, United the other day in the cup but the interesting thing i mean um, I think it was you, Adam, wasn't it? You, you, you interviewed Pat Nevin. I
4: did, yes, I had Well I have to him. say,
1: I scooped you, Adam, because I had him for three hours on Zoom on Saturday.
4: I didn't have him for three hours. I no. had him for about twenty-five minutes.
1: I didn't have him all to myself, sadly. But you know, <laughs> um, but he was saying, funny enough, in the Zoom, which I think he echoed to you that. He's in Steve Clark, who's obviously a great mate of his, is in his ear all the time, saying, "Why aren't you picking Billy Gilmore?" What? Clearly, Steve Clark doesn't listen to Pat Nevin, is what we found out. He wasn't even in the in the squad, I don't think, uh, for the game. Uh, was it last night? I, I, it was last night, wasn't it? The Scotland game.
2: Yeah, he, he, he doesn't pick him, does he? I think well, didn't he write him a letter? Didn't somebody write a letter to uh, to Steve Clark asking him to play? I read. Was it Pat?
1: <laughs> I think it was
3: actually. Are you sure it wasn't Adam? <laughs> it it might have been, Adam. to be fair. <laughs> no, so, yeah. So what did
2: no, he say?
1: No. What did he say about? I mean, obviously, you know, a what did Pat say, and b why didn't why isn't Gilmore getting a start for Scotland? He's good enough, surely.
4: Oh, I think he's brilliant. Um, yeah, basically, Pat said that he's been nagging Steve to call him up, um, but you know, the, the key reason why he hasn't is that he isn't playing regular regular games and. You know, Thomas Tuchel admitted last week or the week before last that it was his choice to not let Billy uh, go out on loan in January because he wanted him around, which is um, completely fair enough. And, you know, his justification was essentially saying, look, I did it because I'm in charge of Chelsea. I'm not in charge of making sure Billy gets what he wants um, in terms of going to the Euros with Scotland. Um, Yeah, Pat said that, you know, and it was an interesting point that whilst Billy is the... fourth choice centre midfielder all it does take is as we've seen potentially now you know there's an injury to Kante and if Jorginho's is not 100% by the time West Brom comes around then maybe Billy gets a start so he's not necessarily as as far down the, the pecking order as we may think um, but uh, the reality is and I don't think unless he's going to play regularly between now and the end of the season I think it'd be hard for him to break into that Scotland squad just because they do have some good midfielders in like John McGinn's very good Scott McTominay he's is, player, yeah,
1: is yeah.
4: effective. Um, yeah, he's know, a good they,
1: player. I don't like him at all, but he's a good player. Didn't they, they
3: played him as centre-back,
1: I think,
4: last year. Yeah, they really. Exactly, Scott, yeah. Yeah. Scott
3: McTominay. Yeah, yeah, so,
4: I mean, they do have good midfielders. Um, so, to me, you even if he's not playing regularly, I think you take Gilmore, because mm-hmm. I think he has such quality. And his game, and I'm not going to profess that I've watched Scottish football slash Scotland very much at all um, – But I feel his game is perfectly suited to international football. The way he um, looks after the ball, the way he's tenacious uh, without it, I think he'd be perfectly suited. And he could have a good role to play for Scotland in the summer if he's selected. It's just whether or not um, Steve Clark wants to listen to Pat Nevin.
1: Well, (laughs) I would listen to Pat Nevin for five hours, let alone three. Um, Just a quick update, um, Sam. um, I I presume you watched the England match last night. I mean, I did did catch the highlights. I, I, I had other things to do, so I couldn't... Watch it live. But um, the really pleasing thing I think was how well uh Mount in particular, Chilwell actually in particular, and James all played. Uh, I, I, I say I say with a wry smile about Chilwell because of course he's he's had a few ups and downs at Chelsea recently, although I thought again he was good against uh Shelfish United, but I thought I thought they all three of them were absolutely superb last night against the mighty San Marino. Well
2: today is the equivalent of Penge
3: Town.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't under don't dispense town mate i tell you they're good <laughs> anyway, i mean sorry, it, son, yeah
3: no that's all right um, it's very easy to to make that assumption yeah you, you yes it was san marino but you still have to you still have to play what's in front of you and i am thinking chillwell especially who's had a bit of an up and down time under Tuchel, what with the resurgence of a, a re-emergence of marcos alonso coming back into the side I think it was important for Chilwell to have a good run, especially at left wing back, because that's the formation that Tuchel's been playing, um, and that's the way that it's probably going to be for the rest of the season. So, and I think I think even uh, Chilwell said it himself that he's he's effectively learning how to play as a left wing back. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, he did well. He obviously had that lovely through ball for um, the, the pre-assist, I think they call it, for, for um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's second goal last night. Um, Mason Mount did what Mason Mount does. I think we all, we us regular watchers of Chelsea know what Mason Mount brings to a team. So there's no real surprise. And I think Tuchel probably would have been happy that he only played 45 minutes last night as well. Um, and then with Reese James, England have a dearth of right-backs. Uh, sorry, no, well, they, well, they have a lot of right-backs. Um, and Reese James seemingly ha- is the one that's got the shirt at the moment, which has got to be a massive fillet for him and a big confidence boost for him. And he played really well last night. Um, so, yeah, as you say, all the Chelsea trio did really well. Um, I, I guess we'll see. I'm not sure who we're going to play next. I can't remember now. Albania, I think. Is, Albania. Is it, I
4: Albania. Think. Albania, sorry. Yeah, Arm- Armando Broha might be playing against Arm- it,
3: Yeah, uh, exactly. Against um, so, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what, how Gareth Southgate goes next time around. But the, the, the trio certainly didn't do themselves any harm whatsoever last night uh, in terms of the reckoning for, uh, for the Euro squad this summer. Mm,
0: you,
3: uh,
2: Who's Armando Broha? Who's on, oh, uh, You can't say that. No, I'm, I'm doing it for the listeners. He They'll know. A... They're more
1: obsessed than we are, mate. Okay. But anyway, Anca- go on.
4: Go on. Academy graduate who is on loan at Vitesse Arnhem, who's having a very good season at Vitesse Arnhem. And I, I think, knew uh, that. I knew that. Chelsea, I think the Chelsea <laughs> Youth Twitter account put out that he is the top goal scoring <laughs> teenager yes. in Europe's top five leagues, I think it is this I,
1: year. I even, season, so. I even said it on this show to prove that I do, in fact, know my onions. So, when did you say that? Uh, well, you can't even remember. You can remember Monday's show. I, let alone... remember,
2: I remember Alex and Martin were
1: on it, Well, oh, It's all coming back to you now, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah, there we go.
2: Did you
4: guys uh, see the Mason Mount stat after last night's game?
3: Uh, well, I saw quite a, saw few, a few, but was go it on. Eight, eight chances created or something like that? In yeah,
4: mate, he created eight open play chances in the first half. And the last player to create more in an entire European World Cup qualifier was Xavi. So, there we go. He's yes, the... it was only San Marino, but he is bloody brilliant, isn't he, Mason
1: Mount? It's kind of look, mate. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mug San Marino off because I remember when Jeff Thomas put them through to score after a minute at, at Wembley uh, a, a billion years ago. So I think it was Jeff Thomas who was at fault for that one. So there you go. Now. um I mean, you know, they did very well, and it's always pleasing to see uh, Chelsea players do well at international level at the end of the day. Now, uh, because clearly, like me, you're a bit bored or, or underworked this week, chaps, I see that you've done one of your infamous uh, player ratings this week. OK, so uh, with with no malice intended whatsoever, um, they're, they're hiding already, JK. Uh, Okay, just tell us who are your winners and losers. It's, it's all Sam, is it? Adam's blaming Sam. I, it's, how, all it's all, it's his, all me. It's is all it all me. your work, Sam? It's all your work, is it? All right, so come on then. What have you come up with? Just give us a quick overview of your, of your rating. I presume it's over the season so far, right? Uh,
3: well, no, actually, I did um, mainly since Tuchel arrived, right, just, um, okay. which, which, is, which, is, which is, in a sense, is actually quite straightforward because they've been playing so well since Tuchel yeah, arrived. But there sure have obviously been those that have played well and those that have played not so well um since Tuchel arrived um i mean so so yeah i mean it's it's completely me putting my tin hat on the whole idea of it is that people will end up disagreeing with it i'm sure plenty of people did um but then again it's just it's just an opinion isn't it so i mean it's there to be shot down um so yeah i think that, that obviously obviously the defence has starred since uh, tuchel came in you only concede what was it 12 world well, War well, 12 clean sheets in 14 games you're obviously going to get some high marks for, for your defenders. But there are some that have not maybe not quite hit the heights that were expected of them. I think Kristen Pulisic was one of them, um, has, has struggled a bit. Um, he played well against Sheffield United, don't get me wrong. He obviously was man of the match against Sheffield United, but things have not quite panned out for him since he arrived. Um, but outside of him it's actually quite a struggle to... You I'm can't just, even say, like, em, like Emerson, for example, mate, he came to the Champions League and scored.
1: Mate, in your so. de- in your defence here, and before the haters all I I, I, I do realise I'm
3: massively trying to dig myself out. No, of
1: no, hole. no, you don't need to, mate. I mean, I've whizzed, whizzed <laughs> through it now. Nobody gets less than a six. I think they're the most generous ratings ever. You should see what me and Jonathan get up to on a Monday, mate. You get into minuses sometimes.
2: Minuses? What?
4: got six? Six? Who six. got six? No, Nobody seriously. Sam
3: has been back. incredibly
1: generous, JK. Even T even Timo Werner? L- l- I'll tell you what, I'll just cause I, r- I want people to read this, uh, but I will tell them what, what they got. So M- Mendy got an eight, Kappa got seven, James got seven, Sorry, sorry uh, it's just the whole season. It's just, no, it's, it's since, since Tuchel arrived. Keep up. Since Tuchel arrived.
2: I am a bit slow. I, I know, know,
1: I know. Well, we'll get there in the end. Anyways, yeah. uh, Aspie got eight. Rudiger got nine. Christensen got nine. See, I think that's quite well-deserved, actually. Zuma got good. eight. Like I that, think Ru- yeah. Rudiger and Christensen have been... been phenomenal. Nothing, nothing phenomenal. short
3: of fantastic since Absolutely since. phenomenal, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: Thiago got six. He's only played three games for Tuchel, as far as, far as I remember. Chilwell got seven. Alonso got eight. Palmieri <laughs> yeah. got seven. Jorginho no, got oh, eight. excuse me, excuse me. Palmieri I was I, I, I was saying that, hoping you wouldn't notice <laughs> that it was Emerson.
2: <laughs> you deliberately did that, so you just called him Palmieri. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I mean come on he did score that excellent
4: remember, goal in the Champions League
2: he then played completely goal. to type against Sheffield United it was absolutely <laughs> fucking useless <laughs> I couldn't believe it uh, yeah it was great wonderful goal we go great marvellous and then he plays you think oh he can't really play at all
3: can he? yeah let's get uh, he's, played, he's, played two, he's played two games and he's kept two clean sheets and then he started so
2: I've not personally, him, yeah. has he? Not personally kept clean sheets, has he? Palmiere, oh. Palmiere,
1: as we're calling him now. Let's move on. Jorginho <laughs> got eight, Kante got eight, uh, Kovacic got eight, Billy Gilmore got six, which, considering he's hardly played, is is understandable. Mason Mount got a nine, quite right too.
2: Ten, give him ten. Ziyech
1: got seven. Which I think yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, better. I think that's fair. pulisic has got two six, goals his, two goals in his last two games. I yeah, yeah. That's what and also Arsenal looked better
2: and looked point. better. And was snotty, started getting snotty. Which I do good. have
3: to say that I do think I under I undergraded Kante. I
1: haven't got there yet, have I? I or have I past If I, I am just
3: judging him on that um, Atletico Madrid performance, he probably should have got an extra point. All right, well, yeah, it was yeah. that
1: good. Just just to keep JK on side and fully happy, how many how many how many marks out of ten would you have given Werner since Tuchel's arriving?
3: Um, oof, I think. Okay, I think. Did I did I give him an eight in my no what? In, no? How many? Seven? No, seven?
1: no. How many would you give him, J.K.? Zero. Zero. Nine. 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 No, he got six actually. No,
2: I don't know. Three. Six. Six. No, he just, he's got a potential to get better. He yeah. just doesn't. Excuse me. Can I just get this right though? He
3: hasn't scored. No, I think no, that was one of the Newcastle.
4: Newcastle. Newcastle. Yes, yeah, and he did
2: score yeah.
1: and he did score against Liverpool. Okay. Only he should there. have
3: scored against yeah, he should have got I, th- I think that was one of my reasons reasonings in my ratings, was that you he hadn't scored for given to play really well
1: you uh, sorry sam you've got nothing to be ashamed of here i think it actually I've got loads of things to be ashamed well, of. well but not sure. not in not not in that not in that <laughs> you yeah, well being on this for a start <laughs> yeah but uh, i thought actually it was incredibly generous and i i you know what having i mean i did read it uh when it came out but that i think mean, we did you through just, it again. Say, did you just say you disagree with and disagree no with no them? i don't i'm actually i, I actually uh, broadly agree with nearly all of that i think that's that's i think very generous but I think I agree with it. So there you go. So well done. Good work. People of Mixler and who listen to this, go and check it out. You know, football.london, the Chelsea bit, it's pretty easy to find. Uh, let's just wrap this um, this part up, really, with a little chat about, um, I mean, I'm really torn here between talking about what's on Tommy's to I'm going to ask you, Sam and Adam, would you rather talk about Roman Abramovich or would you rather talk about what's on Tommy T's to-do list?
4: Uh, I would very much happily talk about Roman Abramovich. Okay. I think he's great, but I did write the to-do list piece, so I'd equally be
1: happy to talk. Well, I'm, I'm inclined. Okay, so that, I'm leaning towards the to-do list because you wrote about it, Sam. What, what yeah. do you reckon? Uh,
3: I reckon go for the to-do list. Okay, as well. I, mean,
2: uh, I mean, but we we can always. Uh, uh, I, I don't. We know, have, we know uh, Roman Abramovich I, has done very I'd well. I'd
1: go for the to-do list as well, despite not having been asked. Well, uh, you <laughs> see, because uh, just to show you how 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 magnificent uh the, I, magnificent magnanimous. <laughs> that magnanimous. was a really bad freudian slip yeah <laughs> that was a kind of a cross between searching for magnanimous but, and magnificent yeah, it was out. a cross <laughs> between <laughs> yeah
2: it was it was a cross no be... so revelation it was a cross
1: between magnanimous and munificent and it came out as magnificent what can i say oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's true your honor it's true uh... Anyway, no, because I've I've literally just this minute uh, put to bed an article for the next CFC UK, which uh, is uh, entitled because I know I'm, I know how much these two boys love my stupid titles, which thankfully never ever get published. Just the article, they 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 thankfully sub it and and make sure they get the headline right. What
2: the titles for the broadcast are always terrific. Yes,
1: and yes. I just thank
2: you. Yeah, the other day, Sheffield Steel, but spelt S T E A L. Oh, I yeah.
1: mean, <laughs> I mean, come on, you know.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: genius, oh, genius I love you too mate That's really lovely um, but no I've written one about Roman and it's called The Emperor Strikes Back so basically I read the Forbes article <laughs> <laughs> there you go Adam likes it yeah, it's uh, a goodie yeah you know I mean I read the Forbes article which was really really good actually and it reminded me actually because I'm you know I'm not s- slow in, in you know sticking the boot into Roman when I feel it's necessary but it was a really good reminder of what what a marvellous job he has done at Chelsea and of course that tallied in with the fact that he's he really is striking back he 's having to go at all of the uh the, the snided little times journalists who are writing naughty things about him and the uh, the putin 's books anyway you 'll have to wait for that. Read it when it comes out and see if c u k because we are deferring to the football london boys and they 're going to tell us what tommy t is what well, well, what is in tommy t, tommy t 's to do list Adam first as you wrote the article
4: yes uh well top of it i think um is probably speaking with uh, the club hierarchy you know marina granoskaya Petacek, um and probably planning for the summer because i don't think they're going to get another chance really from now uh well after the international break because chelsea play uh, i think it's a minimum of 12 games potentially potentially 16 if they run through to the fa cup and champions uh, league finals so there's not going to be a bunch of time for chelsea to release it down before them uh sorry after the international break and there are some big decisions to be made um obviously we know that Chelsea want to sign another centre-back um and they want to sign a striker everyone knows the name of that striker at this point even though I saw an article today I think it was by ESPN that said that Dortmund are going to demand 180 million euro for um for Erling Haaland which I just thought okay
2: did you see the article saying that he had actually fallen out with Tuchel did you see that as well no
4: i didn't see that i i wrote a piece today uh which was based around the fact that Borussia dortmund hierarchy really do not like thomas tuchel um they had a massive falling out with him. must be that then that i got um yeah yeah, and you would think that um, i don't know nearly three and a half years has passed that maybe the that, that things would have softened but uh yeah um i think it was uh Vatska did an interview in November where he still called Tuchel along the lines of a very difficult person so um, yeah, Bild reported yesterday that Dortmund don't want to sell a player to Thomas Tuchel essentially whether or not that's legit whether or not well, Chelsea come along with a load of money and Dortmund go oh no no no, no, no. we don't want to sell to him but
1: um, I saw your piece, I saw your piece and I mean you know I, I don't know how much uh, veracity this has but before Tuchel arrived, I did an interview with the head of the Borussia Dortmund London fan club, who yes. is clearly a big, uh, he's a journalist too, so he's not just a, a no mark, as it were. He 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 knows Tuchel, he's met Tuchel a few times, obviously he's a massive Dortmund fan. He seemed to think that we had as good a chance as anybody in signing Haaland, and that uh, it's you know he he did he did acknowledge that there's there's no love lost between them. He also kind of felt it was a bit unfair on Tuchel in a, in a way because he felt that Tuchel had rightly clashed with the Dortmund board when the Dortmund board made them play that Champions League match the day after the coach yep. was attacked. Yes, but he didn't think seem to think that that would necessarily interfere with with potential business. But I mean we don't know, do we? I mean my own feeling on it, Adam, is that at the end of the day they won't be dealing with Tuchel. They'll be dealing no, with Marina. No.
4: Of course. And at the end of the day, it's like if Chelsea come with 10, 15 million more than the next highest bidder, Dortmund aren't going to go, no, would no, thank you. We would rather accept less because we don't like Thomas Tuchel. That's not going to happen. So I do think Chelsea have an, a reasonable chance uh, in terms of being able to, to get Dortmund to sell, whether or not they can convince Haaland is another issue, I think, especially if Manchester City are going really big for him as well, but that will all play out Um, over the summer and we can all look forward to a nice long transfer saga that drags
3: on and on and on. Lots of articles on football. London about Erling Haaland over the summer.
1: Yeah, I bet they will be. I've I've heard he might go to Real Madrid.
4: I don't see how they finance
3: that. That They can't
1: afford him, I don't think. uh, They'll steal it from the Spanish government like they always do, mate. Allegedly. That'll be edited out. <laughs> I said
2: allegedly.
3: I said allegedly.
2: Um, isn't he linked with, though? Isn't Tuchel linked with this wonderful word where somebody just makes a, a player up and decides that that will be sufficient, don't they? They go, uh, who's a forward who's banging him in? Oh, let's say they're linked with them. Somebody's thought of it anyway. Um, it's um, is Lukaku, of course. They're all saying it's another the equivalent kind of player. who's uh, um, Equivalent? Uh, is, to well, Haaland? All right, all right, it's a big bloke. That's like saying that I'm as good as end.
1: bloody Didier Drogba, mate. But no, he's a bit,
2: let's put it, he's, he's, he's a bit more um, mobile than the mahogany hat stand hey. that is
1: Giroud. Well, so, only think... marginally, mate. I remember watching him play for Chelsea when he played 11 games and scored the sum total of none. Well,
2: he's banging him in for, for Inter Milan. Uh,
3: he's, he he's been fantastic. Yeah, he's been brilliant, and, yeah. yeah oh, oh, absolute... oh, 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 oh. We, Here we have it,
2: we got
1: we got yeah. Lukaku fan club boys here. Come on then, Sam. Come on, out with it. No, I think he
3: I think he's great. Um I mean, it was pretty clear that Antonio Conte wanted to bring him to the club wasn't it yeah, before um, was. before he ended up going to Manchester United. And yeah, it's another Chelsea bringing back a player that they that they let go. Um and we obviously know who the other ones are, but I think if if Erling Haaland is unattainable this summer, which that price tag is incredibly prohibitive perhaps not to a club like Chelsea with their with, with their wealth. Um but still 180 million pounds is an an incredible amount of money. Yeah, but uh, you you do have to be looking at alternatives and thinking of alternatives and do you think Lukaku would like to have another crack at the Premier League? I suspect he would absolutely. <sighs> yeah.
1: But I mean the thing is this, uh, you know, I mean you might you, you might look at me and go you really finally lost the plot. But I I would I would rather have Tammy Abraham than Lukaku. Yeah, I I really. I mean on the ca- with the caveat that he has to fill out because I agree. I mean, what you won't know is that when when we interviewed uh, Pat Nevin for the Supporters Trust uh, last weekend, you know, he's quite a big fan of Tammy as well. But he he said the trouble with Tammy is he needs to fill out because he's too willowy at the moment. And the trouble is, you know, as we all know, as blokes, you know, you never know quite when it is that you're going to fill out. I mean, it took well, me a long was, time.
2: Did Lukaku actually did an enormous? weightlifting plan there was a season when he was quite willowy and he turned up at the beginning yeah. of the next
1: season looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger and he can he can trap a ball farther than I can kick it
2: there is that you don't like him at all do you
1: no Jeff? I don't rate him mate I never rate you I mean you and I know this because we You've used to never have this rated him. no never We've, we you and I had this row didn't we when Aaron used to to present the, this very show on a Friday night Absolutely. Up at Love Sport, big Man United fan. He and I always would come to blows, nearly, didn't we? Yeah. Well, we would anyway. But also about <laughs> Lukaku, you know, I've yeah. never rated the guy. I just don't think he's a footballer. I mean, he's a great fat track bully, you know, but uh, is you know, I I don't think he's fit to tie Harlan's bootlaces as a footballer. At the moment, though, Chidge, I'd
2: like somebody who was a flat track bully, that at least they might score a few goals because some of our. Forward. well we, we bullies on any any pitch at the moment please. Well, Thank you.
1: i think we're the most I, ge- generous club in the world when it comes to strikes. no 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 we won't score against you because we don't want to hurt you
2: <laughs>
1: i can see it now
2: we won't actually bother with a shot it doesn't matter none of us we'll pass it anyway. back we'll pass it
1: yeah. back I t- no actually do you know what what we'll do is we'll pass it to kovacic which is pretty much the same thing. Sorry, one of you two, you're obscured by my mic and I was kind of vaguely aware that one of you wanted to come in and stop me talking nonsense, which is probably a good thing. Yes,
4: I was going to say, obviously (laughs) Lukaku is 27, Haaland's 20. So there is that element of, if Chelsea want to really go big on Haaland, you can understand it because they could get a striker for... Ten plus years, if they could hang on to him for all that time. Obviously, we've seen with people like Eden Hazard, it's not that easy to keep the very best players, even if you're winning things.
2: You know, you've got to win even more, though, haven't you? I mean, I'm sure that yeah, and if we won the Champions League this year, he might be much more keen on coming to to Chelsea.
1: I said to Pat J.K., I said because Harlan doesn't, Pat doesn't think Harlan's going to come to Chelsea, and I said he will, he will when we win the Champions League, and that that made we Pat giggle.
4: Very, Very similar to what Eden did, and he uh, joined in 2012. Um, But yeah, uh, so anyway, Haaland top of the to-do list uh, in terms of, well, not Haaland, but transfer decisions. I also think Chelsea probably have to make a couple of contract decisions now uh, with Christensen and Rudiger because we don't want to get into a situation that uh, Chelsea had with Thibaut Courtois where they went into a summer without his contract sorted out and it dragged on and on and on. And eventually he was able to struggle on Chelsea into a move to Real Madrid because... Chelsea didn't want to lose him for for nothing when his contract expired so I do think Chelsea have to make a decision on both of those players now um, and really work out what they want to do because I do think they have been very very good whether or not it's purple patch for both of them or whether or not you maybe believe Christensen's finally blossoming into the defender that everyone kind of expected him into and then he's only 24 still whereas Rudiger's 27, 28 coming up 28 So there's those decisions to make. So, yeah, as I said, I think the top of their list is sitting down and having a real think about how they want to approach the summer. Um, Mm. uh, And behind that, there's obviously start planning for Porto because you're not going to get much time to do
2: that after the
4: international break.
2: Won't this be be set up by by Tuchel, really, rather than them planning about it? Because he will have an idea where they're fitting into the the setup at the moment. uh, Because the very fact that he's got them to play so well must be they must be high up on his list of priorities. Because, uh, um, I, I mean, I know the club have to look at it from a business point of view, but they've been really essential to the way this team has played in defence because they've been yeah. outstanding. So,
4: Yeah, I mean, the, I think it was The Athletic reported that Rudiger doesn't want to um, talk about his contract until after the European Championships. And I'm not sure Chelsea can really afford to do that just because it leaves them too open to, to having to cash in at a reduced price. Whereas if they go into the window knowing, well he doesn't want to sign a new deal, so we're going to try and sell him early. We can get a better fee for him if we do that because we're in control of that situation then. Um, who knows? We'll see. Um, but it should be an interesting summer, even it will be, even if it will be a very different summer to last year because I don't think Chelsea are going to go and sign six first-team players again.
1: No, that was a really hey, good piece you did on, on that. Sorry, J.K., I didn't mean to talk over no, you.
2: No, 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 please, uh, you can't. I was just going to mention the... No,
1: all right, well, actually, we should wrap this part up because... Oh, OK, if you're wrapping it up very quickly. <laughs> right, hang on. <laughs>
2: that would work. was to do with this. <laughs> it's to do with this. I just wanted to ask about... Uh, but they, A, they probably will be able to finance some of it if they do go for the Haaland deal. If he's caring about that, if he just wants to create an elite club again, I don't think he'll care about how much money he spends on a, on a, on a player as good as Haaland. If he thinks that's going to work, I, that's the impression I'm getting. That he wants them back in the in the elite setup, and he'll back Tuchel. But at the same time, if they're going to get rid of some players, which it seems to me that they inevitably they must get rid of some of them now, that this there will therefore be more of a, tr- a treasure chest available. But also, I'd be very intrigued to see to think. Well, one thing we haven't got onto a to do in the to do list, change is who they're going to get rid of. Who do you think mm. they're going to get rid of? Sorry to to to. Uh...
1: Well, I, I mean, actually, that's a really good segue because. Um... You know, I know Well, you'll know, too, because you've seen the running order, but there's there's a few questions coming up from the discord people oh, uh, in right. the next part, which really heavily go into who we should get rid of and, and and our transfer business. So let's have a quick break now and we can get back into that before we do uh, just a, a last opportunity really for me to plug the big uh, Stanford Bridge virtual sleep out, which is happening tomorrow. Uh, me and, I mean, there are people all over the world that are joining in with this, which is fantastic, but it's uh, organised by the Chelsea Supporters Trust in aid of the Stoll Foundation, who are our next-door neighbours at Stamford Bridge, and they look after uh, many troubled and homeless veterans who uh, who have found themselves homeless or suffering from mental health issues and, and all sorts of things, and they're a fantastic charity, and as I said, they are our neighbours, so a very, very worthwhile cause. And uh, me and many, many others, We'll be sleeping rough uh, tomorrow night. Now, for me, that means I shall be sleeping in my garage. Now, you you may think that that it is a luxurious garage. You all know me well. you You know what a landowner I am. But the truth is it's got a bloody cold concrete floor and there are gaps underneath both the door on the side and the garage door through which rain and inclement weather can come in. I know it has lighting and Wi-Fi and there is a heater, although my wife has told me not to leave the 4-kilowatt heater all night because it might burn down. and have got a
2: fire well, pit. Well,
1: I'm getting to the fire pit, JK. Yes, uh, I am preparing for said sleep out tomorrow night because I will be having a fire pit uh, armed with a uh, half a bottle of Ockentoshin, which uh, I, I acquired in Glasgow at Pablo's wedding on March, uh, basically the same day that we beat Everton 4-0. And I will have a nice Monte Cristo number 2 to uh, keep me company and the added bonus although some may disagree with this is that i will be reading various excerpts of chelsea literature uh so i shall be reading a two minute 20 piece from five books which will be coming out to uh basically they are called, i think the trust is calling it stanford chidge's bedtime stories so a bit like jackanory uh one for the teenagers jk but for chelsea so uh do check out i think there's going to be a hashtag uh, uh hashtag cfc sleepout And we're going to be putting out loads of content. Uh, I'm not going to tell you any more. I shall give mine a plug, obviously, but I shall let the others be a secret because there's some really good stuff going on. We want everybody to be involved, even if you're not doing it. But obviously, the main thing is please support us. You know, just dip your hand in your pocket, bung us a few quid. It's all going for a good cause. Um, My um, uh, Just Giving page or Virgin Money Giving page, it's pinned on my At Stanford Chidge page. Twitter feed. So uh, please give generously and wish us all luck. I'll be fine. I'll be so full of whiskey by the time I hit the sack that I'll, I'll wake up at seven like nothing had happened. So there you go. Anyway, we will be back after this break like nothing had ever
0: happened. Finde, was du brauchst, auf stockx.com. Jetzt bei KFC 34 Tage, 34 Angebote. Sichere dir jetzt legendäre Rabatte zu EM. Nur in der App und auf kfc.de. KFC legendär lecker.
1: Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy. And you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast,
2: total nutters and proper Chels.
1: Football Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast preview show, and uh, you'll be you'll not be surprised, in fact, to know that I am joined by Mr. Jonathan Kidd very nice of your Church. thank you very much always lovely to see you particularly in your uh you know basically your family seat which is Darley street isn't it <laughs> the lord of Darley street
2: oh i'd like to be back in service
1: you know i had an office there mate
2: i didn't know that no did you
1: yeah i did you're it's the other side of uh, berwick street is it Ber- where, where's sister ray the record shop what street's that called it's in berwick street but that's yeah that's down that end into berwick right. street's where i'm sitting effectively
2: no that's that's um that's berwick street at the end of the road though, yeah with the... where
1: i'm sitting if you see what i mean no i, I can't in relation see... to you yeah yeah anyway my office was the other side of berwick street okay but it was in darby street for many years okay. many many happy time frequenting the uh hostillery, host hostelries 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 of soho
2: the, the restaurant called the Breakfast. Bar on the corner there, which has queues every single day, and I can't work out why there's a. Remember, the, this... thai, remember the Thai cottage? Is
1: that still there? Um, no, it's gone. Oh, no, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It hell. was great. I agree great, with you. Great, great restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Blue Post. I miss Soho. The George, of course. George was on the corner. That was my local. Used to, I used to bugger yeah. off at lunchtime when everybody had pissed me off in the office and not come back till about we were five. There
2: at the same time, Chid. we didn't know each I other. I know. What a shame.
1: What a shame. Anyway, Jonathan, I could carry on like this for an hour, which would be. Highly no, no, un- no. highly unentertaining, really, wouldn't it? Let's be yeah. honest. It but- already was. Be I know, I know. Was. I couldn't help it, mate. Uh, thankfully, we've got some really good people on, <laughs> other than me <he laughs> and Jonathan, <laughs> which, which is the wonderful Sam Incasol and Adam Newson from Football.London. Hello, Sam.
3: Yeah, well, I imagine Adam's probably doing a bit better at that than I am. But yes, thank you very much for having me on. <laughs> well, no, I, I, introduced
1: in a, I introduced Adam first in part one, so I thought I'll introduce you first in part two, because I'm nothing but fair. Adam, lovely to see you.
4: Lovely to see you both too. I'd love to know where I'm sitting within the uh, context of this. You now.
1: you are uh, up- upstairs in some somebody's, either their bed sit, or, or it's a, probably, knowing Soho, it's probably an edit facility, actually. That's where you are. You're on the, you're on the kind of the second or first floor from the looks of it uh sam, oh, sam is in i have to say adam and i don't take this personally but sam is in the shop window that's all i'm saying all right but okay. there you go it's got to give the
3: viewers what they want haven't you cheers oh
1: fighting talk i love it <laughs> yeah. all right okay now this part um we're, we're th- i'm throwing it over to uh these wonderful people who frequent our discord group uh basically if you uh If you become a Patreon of the Chelsea Fancast, which you can do at, I think it's something like patreon.com forward slash Chelsea-Fancast. Bung us a few quid every month. I automatically will give you a link to the Discord group, which is great fun. I mean, JK's in it, I'm in it, Tony's in it. We have a a real good old chat on... on, It's better than Twitter, isn't it, JK, basically? Because we all like each other.
2: There's no uh, comparison, yeah. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we we all like each other. I, I, I mean that, everybody. On Twitter, I don't feel that so much, I have to say. But we have great fun. Uh, we have a good chat and uh, I've asked them to send in a few questions and they have because they're lovely. And the first one is from the lovely Darren Middleditch and he says and I think this really relates to a lot of what you uh, you, uh, you Adam and you Sam were saying in part one. Do you guys, uh, do you guys think or do you, do you guys think or do you think the club thinks that Mark Gay is the better centre-back option to have long-term so the option to buy tomori uh, wasn't as big a deal as we fans think and of course i know that milan have uh, uh they get they seem to be getting a lot more serious with their with their intention to buy don't they adam
4: yes they do there's a lot of noises coming out from italy uh whether it be former players club directors um all saying milan have to sign for kai tomori this summer it would be ludicrous if they don't um so, yeah, looks like if Milan can find the money for it, that they'll do it, given his performances. He has been uh, very good. Whether or not Chelsea believe Mark he is a better long-term prospect, I mean, it's possible. Uh, Mark he's a very, very good defender. He's um, a little bit different in style to Fikai Tomori. They're not like for like uh, by any stretch. But I'm not sure, just because Chelsea won another centre-back this summer. Um you know they they wanted Dayot Upamecano before he joined Bayern Munich, or is is on is going to be joining Bayern Munich? They've been linked with Nicolas Sula, um, Ibrahima Kanate. So there's a lot of other centre backs Chelsea have been linked with. My fear is that this is very much classic Chelsea, and it's easier to sign someone for 30 million, 35 million plus than giving Mark Gerhe his head in the first team next year, because um, that would be a very Chelsea thing to do. Very Chelsea thing to do pre. Frank lampard i should say because obviously that probably wouldn't have happened under under lampard he would have uh incorporated mark gurney because he did seem to to fancy him and you know in, in the very limited games we've seen mark gurney play for chelsea he played against um grimsby in the league cup last year uh and as you would suspect against a league two team he was very good uh and then he played against manchester united uh in a game that i think chelsea lost from memory But uh, I thought he handled himself extremely well in that game, considering he uh, hadn't been playing regularly and it was only his second senior appearance for Chelsea. So, yeah, I think Mark is a real talent. Um, I don't think Chelsea let Milan have an option on Tomori because they had Mark Gurhey. I think maybe that was just um, circumstances. But, yeah, I think Mark Gurhey has a lot of talent and could step up to Chelsea if given the opportunity. Whether or not he is, is a,
1: a, another issue. Sam, do you, do you think it would be a mistake to let Tamori go to Milan or?
3: Yes, um, is the simple answer to that question. Um, I think we all expected him to do well in, in Serie A, where we know Italian league very strong defensively. Um, and he's plying as trader um, a league leader in, in Milan. I think it would be a mistake to let him go. Um, I mean, obviously, that brings into consideration the, the rest of the centre-backs that Chelsea have at the club. Obviously, you've got Antonio Rüdiger, uh, Andreas Christensen, Kurt Zouma, uh, Thiago Silva as well. Um, but I, th- I, but I, d- I think we've saw it. we seen enough from Tomori to know that he can make it at a Premier League level. Um, obviously, the, re- the, the circumstances surrounding his loan move and why, why he was allowed to be let go we don't know with, with with Lampard, but I think I suspect if 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 Tuchel had the chance to play Tomori, he would be playing him. Um, so yeah, I think it would be a, be a mistake to let him go. And, and we also know that um, the 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 release is twenty million, uh, sorry, twenty eight million pounds. Chelsea will not accept any less than that. So Milan are not going to try and lowball them, and, and and that will allow Tomori to leave. Um, obviously, he will have a, a, a say in things as well, I suspect. But I do think it would be a mistake if Chelsea did let Tomori go because he's an England international. We know he can play at the Premier League level, uh, and I think he's a real talent for the future.
1: What, what
4: I will say just on this is, it's quite clear that this was a Chelsea decision to let him go um, because he left four days before Lampard was sacked and the club knew that they were going to get rid of Lampard at that point. Um, so, yeah, pick. that would indicate that it was very much Chelsea's decision. Obviously, in his final press conference or one of his final press conferences, Lampard basically said, I see tomorrow's long-term future here at Chelsea. I think he's going to be a Chelsea player. So, even though um, tomorrow wasn't playing under Lampard uh, that much, it's clear that Frank still had uh, some semblance of trust in him longer term. So, yeah, I think it was the club's decision and um, whether or not they now regret putting that, maybe not that option in, but at the price it's set at, maybe
2: that is something they now regret. But as you say, if he says he doesn't want to go, he he doesn't need to accept that. Even if they start setting it up, if he says he wants to stay at Chelsea, he's got that power to do that. If Tuchel then says to him, I think you're good enough and I'm going to give you a go next season, then he's he's unlikely to... uh, I'd have thought to stay at Milan, unless, of course, I mean, I was worried that he had some kind of personality defect, and that was what made got Frank not to play him. Well, it was just we were trying to work it out. Well, nobody could figure out, couldn't they? We couldn't couldn't understand why he wasn't playing because at the time, Rüdiger and Christensen were, were playing so badly.
4: Yeah, it's a very strange situation. I'm not. Nobody really knows why um, Frank suddenly sort of switched off from Tamori in terms of playing him. But no, personality-wise, he seems such a level-headed guy. You know, lad too, isn't he? Yeah, I think he does a yeah business business studies in his is a mm. spare time university degree. The problem, I understand what you're saying, J.K. But if you're Tamori and you, you've got Thomas Tuchel saying to you, you know, yeah, no, come back, come back. And then you've got Milan going, well, no, look, you've already been playing here for six months. The manager already trusts you. We've, we know you in the first team. Yeah. It's, it's it's a much harder sell to, to, to step back from that sort of known idea of what you're going to be doing to maybe coming back to Chelsea. And yeah, Thomas Tuchel says he's going to play you, but Hey, look, I signed a five year deal. And then a month later, I didn't hold out the team. I didn't play for the best part of 12 months. So yeah, it's um, a tricky one for Tamori if that situation plays out, but yeah, yeah, it will be disappointing to see him leave if he does.
2: He may love Italy. He may be the kind of person which yeah. he seems to be to be to, to love the the you know, continental lifestyle. I mean, you know, I mean,
4: could, yeah
2: said to me when I was his age, yeah, you can spend your being <laughs> playing for Milan and you can spend your time in Italy." I'd have gone, "Yes, please, thank you very much." Great. You know, but,
1: well, I mean, yeah. you know, he's also got Maldini there, who, arguably the greatest centre back. Well, I, I would I would say getting on for all time. Actually, I I rated M- M- I rate Maldini, unlike Lukaku, guys. That's all I'm saying.
3: Um, Franco, Franco Baresi has been singing his praises as well.
1: Well, again, Franco Baresi's up there. You know, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Love that player. Um, there's a great picture I've seen, funnily enough, um, with uh, with Ray Wilkins with uh, both Maldini and Baresi. I think it was Maldini and Baresi. Certainly Baresi. I mean, certainly he played uh, at the same time as as Ray. What a great defender! Um, right, next questioni from the wonderful Chev, uh, who's our great mate on Discord, who's in Mixler as well at the moment, as it is. And I, I said apparently I said Darren and not Daryl, which is stupid of me because I, I know Daryl really well. So I'm, apologies, Daryl. Uh, anyway, Chev says, are we getting closer to the business end? As Sorry, as we are getting close to the business end of the season and us fans can start talking and thinking about summer transfers, a bit early for Tommy Tuchel to start talking about them though, all agreeing that we get rid of most of the Deadwood who won't be required next season, what positions should the club be looking at to reinforce and give reasons, Sam?
0: Oof.
3: Well, what areas they should be looking at? I mean, obviously a striker is one, but because we've 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 gone over that already with with Erling Haaland and uh, and Romelu Lukaku, etc. So I think yeah, strikers is as an area that they certainly should be looking at. Um, Tuchel's got a lot of midfielders at the moment. He's got a lot of midfielders that are very attacking midfielders as well. You look at the likes of Kai Havertz, who's obviously attacking midfielder, um, Mason Mount as well, Hacking Ziyech. Um, a lot depends on how Tuchel sees this team going forward and how he wants to set them up next season, not just this season, just to try and get that top four place, but next season to try and progress this Chelsea side. Um, I, 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 honestly, I can't. You, you, the, obviously, he said in the question there, deadwood. Is, is there is there deadwood at Chelsea that, so that no you, would, you, you would you would class it as, as deadwood at the moment because Tuchel has rotated his squad a heck of a lot since he came in. It's more than 40 changes, I think it was, that he's made to his starting eleven. So, everyone's getting a game and everyone's getting game time and everyone's proving themselves. I'm not even entirely sure if there is any Deadwood at the moment. Palmieri, um, Palmieri. Uh, I was waiting for that. Who's here?
1: Is he a new there's always, in?
3: There's always. There's always one, isn't there? There's always one. There's Palmieri. Um and but then and then if Fikayo Tamori comes back, then you've got the plethora of centre backs again. And then this is the problem that Frank Lampard had in the summer: is that he, he had too many centre backs on his books, and someone had to make way. Thiago Silva. We don't know if Chelsea are going to uh, extend his his deal for another year. Um, so I mean it, that's a dreadful answer. I appreciate that, but um, I'm not. I honestly don't know who would be the priority players to get rid of this uh, at the moment because he's because everyone's been playing and everyone's been giving a chance and everyone is contributing to the side in some way.
2: Can't we pass the buck by saying that Tuchel will have a very good idea of who he wants to get rid of? Because um, he probably will. But
4: I, I'm intrigued to see if he sticks with the system he's playing this season, next good season. point. I don't think because he will. So
1: what, what, if he what's does, going on, Adam? Sorry, go on, Adam. Go on. If
4: he does, if if, let's say, let's for argument's sake, say he wants to play 4-3-3 next season. Do you keep Marcus Alonso? No, no. That's yeah. like that. No, if you're not playing wing backs, no point keeping Marcus Alonso because we know that he, we know what he can do, we know his strengths, we know his weaknesses, and in the back four, he is just not very good. So you want to change?
1: Well, no, no. Finish your point, and I'll come in.
4: So I do think you know there will be decisions made regarding yeah the the system that Tuchel wants to go and who best fits that. And you know, Deadwood, there is going to be some. Quote unquote deadwood coming back from loan spells, and Chelsea are going to have to trim some of those down because, um, because the loan rules are changing next year. Mm. So, likes of Bakayoko, Bachi Zappacosta, um, Zappa Costa, these guys at Chelsea are probably going to want to shift. At this
1: point.
2: I'm looking for Marco Ginkle to force his way into the first, <laughs> team. yeah,
1: and Lu- Lucas Piazon. Oh, shit, we've sold it. Oh, um, but can, um, can I
2: just say that, that, um, uh, the, the, I think we may end up going down the same route that we've done, which is to look at the players who is, tend not to perform terribly well in the most basic of games. And I think that Alonso is, is one of them because we've established, we, we've worked this out the past year and a half but, that two years, in fact, even two and a half years, there are some of them that he clearly has made flourish in this setup. But um, as you say, um, Alonso, despite being absolutely brilliant in the penalty area, just is too slow and can't defend at all. Um uh, for me, uh, Palmieri is the same because he always, he always passes the ball back in a kind of environment. He doesn't ever go forward, and and I'm I'm going to be a bit contentious here. I don't think there will be a new Silva's contract. Actually,
3: I think see, uh, a couple of months ago, when Frank Lampard was in charge and he was playing, uh, it was a it was a it was a given that Absolutely. Thiago Silva was going to get his new contract. But now that he's missed the last what six weeks yeah. through injury, and we haven't and really missed of, him, Sam. No, exactly. With Christensen coming in. And playing well, and Cesar Aspillaqueta moving in as a right centre half and playing incredibly well. You've got Kurt Zuma, who Tuchel said was outstanding um, as well against. I think it was Everton that when he played, and also against Atletico Madrid, he was really good. So you're absolutely right. I think there is a there's a big question over Thiago Silva's um, uh, uh, exercising that one year option they've got on him in the summer for sure, because I'm pretty sure it's going to be on relatively expensive wages as well. So that and that will filter into consideration, considering. Um, the current financial climate, what with COVID, with COVID, etc., etc.
1: And Tuchel didn't didn't bring him in, I think. And I think we need to have that. I mean, I, I think you know Adam makes a really good point actually, and and J K. Uh, you you did too, Sam, but not on this particular. No, question. no, no, no. It's fine.
3: I appreciate Adam makes much more. Did you sense. As well, did you, did you just, make a good point as well.
1: <laughs> I never make a good point. Obviously, I'm not here to make good points. But Sam, Sam generally makes good points. Oh, for fuck's sake! Anyway, the bottom the bottom line is. Um, I think something that that, that that there's a point that should be made, which is that Tuchel, and this is really kind of picking up from what you were saying, Adam, Tuchel has been brilliant at uh, finding a system that hides some of the downsides of some of the players that we have. So we we all know, as we were talking about Alonso, we all know that Alonso is one of the best wingbacks in the country, bizarrely, but he is. We know that Jorginho can't defend or run or tackle. So you devise a system whereby their vulnerabilities and weaknesses are are hidden, very much like Conte did when of course he went to, to to wing backs and we won the title. And I think that is the art of a really, really good manager. It's to get the best out of the players that you've got at your disposal in the system that, that gets the best out of them. He made but, but, Moses into a top player, didn't he, chief He and, did indeed, uh, and we all we all hated Moses everywhere else. I know, and he was rubbish and then suddenly he was like like one of our best players, you know, that's what good managers do. But I think, I I wonder how much of a year zero we will get in the summer with Tuchel, or will it, I mean, I'll finish my first thought first, really, that would help, wouldn't it? You know, if it's a year zero, then will he then go out and try, play, go and buy players that he thinks are better than the ones he's got at his disposal, and therefore more flexible in the kind of systems that he wants to play? Or, will the club do what they did to Conte, to a degree, and say, well, you've done all this with that, so you know you don't need any more players, mate. You're, you're good enough to get the best out of them, so carry on doing that. That's what I I think. That's going to be the interesting dynamic this summer.
3: Yeah,
4: you'd hope Chelsea would have learnt their lesson Come if that on. was the case. Come on. I mean, that, that transfer window after Conte won the Premier League is arguably one of the worst in Chelsea history. But to be
1: Huber fair, though, I so. keep going on about No, no, I, I agree with you on this, J.K., you know that. He did, yeah, he did behave,
2: Conte did behave outrageously. Outrageously, when they yes. decided they did, because they he wanted to get, they all wanted two-year contracts. They were all over thirty, and they all wanted grotesque wages. And he then turned his phone off and disappeared. He, and he actually, threw his
1: dummy out. Didn't he? He, threw, he threw his, his, his dummy yeah. out. So I think, and, and then
2: behaved out, behaved appallingly for the rest of the season. So yes, we're not going to get this with Tuchel, who is completely different. To, uh, well, um, um, one hope, one hope. <laughs> We
1: shall see. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a
4: history
2: of being spiky,
4: as has, So, on, on the yeah. other
1: hand, Adam, I mean, you know, the funny thing about Conte, one only had to—we've we've talked about this before—but one only had to look at his presses in in Syria <laughs> ah, to see what an absolute loony yes. was and a, and a temper tantrum freak. You know, it was not new what happened. It's just that we thought that he was just like this lovely benign character because he he didn't speak speak he didn't speak English, so he had to speak really slowly and calmly. But actually the reality (laughs) that's what happened.
0: Tuchel Tuchel
1: is spiky, I know. But it'll be really I think it will be interesting to see what happens. But that said, there are there are clearly... I mean, you know, in an ideal world, Sam, what I would like to see... I mean, if I was managing the club, which, as we all know, I should be, and I'd do it for a lot less, by the way, Roman. I'd like Roman. to be, your assistant. Can yeah, be your... you, can, you, you can be my Ian McNeil any day of the week, mate. But, uh, you know, what I would do is look at it holistically and say, OK, you know, what are the age of the players? Who who, who, aren't, who are not the future at this club? I mean, for example, Aspie is not the future of Chelsea Football Club. His time, he's been brilliant and all the rest of it, but... He ain't going to be there in five years' time. So where, where, do, I, where do I need to fill uh, holes where I need world-class players? Because you don't, you're not going to win the Champions League without world-class players. So I look at my key positions, which is the spine of the side. So I address that. And then everywhere else, I look at flexibility for systems, and I look at what I've got coming through, what I need in experience. And, and it's, it, you know, you, you, it's not just a question, therefore, just saying, I'll oh, go and buy the five best players in the world, man. You know, you've got to have the best team. And I think you need a team of good youngsters coming through, a few world-class players and some good solid experience and coverage in terms of squad depth and positions and systems. Sam?
3: Yeah, but I mean, if you if you want a head coach slash manager to do that, then, you, then you'd imagine that Thomas Tuchel would be the man to do it. Um, I think in terms of players that are coming through... Um, <laughs> Chelsea are very much a win now club. So is he is he going to want to bring through those kinds of players? We mean, we speak, we're speaking about Mark Gerhee earlier, for example. Do you think do, do we think that he's going to be able to be the one that will step up to, to a centre-back position to potentially replace someone like Asper for example? Um, but this summer, I mean, we're obviously obviously Tuchel when he signed an 18-month contract. We're all assuming he will still be there next season, uh, barring a complete catastrophe. Um, it'd be interesting to see how much of a reign he actually gets in the transfer market, um, because if he if he does remain on that short term deal, and if if he can mold the squad into what he wants it to be, um, we all know that finances are going to be a hindrance this summer. Um, despite say you know we know Chelsea can go and buy the players that they would like if they if, if they want if they want to play they'll go and get him roman bramovich will go and get him if he wants him um but yeah um it's going to be a busy summer for myself and adam i suspect but um yeah it's it's all it's all very hypothetical at the moment yeah. i think well because a lot depends on if chelsea get in that top four which we do expect that they will do uh, that will obviously have a massive bearing on the players that they the, the, that they go and chase this summer mm,
1: absolutely well there's another thing that will have a bearing on it and it's a really good question from paul burgess who asks, how long can our club sustain this financial situation without fans at the bridge, especially with the third wave approaching Europe and possibly UK, the third wave of COVID? Could we potentially start selling Academy Prize assets soon if it doesn't improve? Uh, Roman always wanted us to be a self-sufficient club to run on its own merit. And I think you can wrap around the context of that. Um, The idea that uh, I think there was a some I can't I wish I'd saved it I saw it on Twitter but there was like a league table of losses from this year or probably last year actually uh and we were certainly in the top 5 of that I think we lost something like 345 million now okay we know Roman's got very very deep pockets but it surely has to be a consideration somewhere along the line doesn't it uh, Adam
4: uh yes no I mean as you say Roman can always step up if Chelsea need him to and he's done loads of that in the past like the the loans that he's given Chelsea I think um I think are worth over a billion now um off the top of my head so he he's always willing to put his own money in to keep the club competitive and and avoid having to do that but by the same token Chelsea is a club that essentially is a big uh, sorry a big part of how Chelsea operate is through player trading and player sales and I think that's been the case for a good 10 years now that Chelsea sell a lot of players for a fair amount of money. Um, and that's basically how it keeps them running and being almost not, not self-sufficient, but, you know, it keeps them going at a good level where they don't have to sell their, their best players. But I think Chelsea at the same point, I have never been afraid to sell their better players. If the right offer comes along, um, you know, we look at Eden Hazard, the money we got for Hazard was, Incredible, really, given the circumstances of his contract and his age, and
1: laughing all you know, the way to the bank, Adam.
4: Yeah, sad what's uh, what's happened to him uh, in Madrid so far, and um, yes, I really true, do think I really sad. do think someone needs to have a word with the Real Madrid medical department because every time he seems on the verge of coming back, he, he gets another injury. and Clearly, they're not haven't worked out how to handle his body um, with his recovery, but um, but yeah, I, I don't think Chelsea would ever have to sell players just to to balance the books i think um roman can always step in if needed Uh, not that he maybe would want to all the time but yeah he definitely can and and uh i wrote this the other day in a piece you know i think chelsea and you know jk and and, and chidge as chelsea fans as well chelsea have really been excellent during the whole pandemic the fact they've given up the hotel to nhs workers that they've given them food at the get at the at Stanford Bridge, uh, that they haven't furloughed anybody, that they haven't made anybody redundant. Everything Chelsea have done during the, the pandemic has been has been first rate. So um yeah, it would be sad to think now that there would be a, a come down from that of with Chelsea having to sell uh, a player or two just to bounce the books.
1: Well I think I think for me the other thing that comes into it, I mean I, I I broadly agree with everything you said there, Adam, but I think the other thing that comes into it, Sam, is the fact that you know, it, it's undeniable, immutable, perhaps that the entire football market will have been changed and impacted by COVID. So, you know, the, the the golden age of us being able to mug Real Madrid off for 135 million or whatever it was for Hazard, I think, is gone. Because I, I mean, whilst we may have coped okay, even though we've we've, it seems like we've lost about 340 odd million. Roman has deep pockets, we're okay. We're not going to stop being, you know, we're not going to go out of business tomorrow. But we've got to, if we, if we want to sell our players for good bunts, who's going to be able to afford to buy them in this current market? That's what I'm concerned about. And that will have a serious knock-on effect to us because we won't be able to sell a lot of the players we we, we might, might want to trade up on, for example.
3: You're absolutely right. I mean, Fiqueo Tomori being the example, If if Milan don't stump up, 28 million pounds is what we believe the release clause is then he won't be going anywhere and you're absolutely right the days of selling Eden Hazard for hundreds of millions of pounds whatever however much it was in the end um they'll be long gone so but that's that's something that Thomas Tuchel's unfortunately is gonna is gonna have to deal with um I think yeah, yeah Chelsea will they don't need to essentially sell to balance the books I don't think because as we know Roman has got deep pockets and he will make sure that the, that the club is absolutely fine and okay but yeah um in terms of outgoings this summer there's not a, that much money to be made so it may well be a case of of, of roman Abramovich having to having to dig deep into his pockets to try and get the players he wants he knows he's going to have to do it to go and get erlen holland for example
1: i mean the interesting thing uh sorry JK. I, I will i will bring you in in a sec i just wanted to do a, no, follow, do a follow up do a follow-up on great, this they're great they're great indeed indeed um I mean, I wonder how FFP being ditched from what I read this week... Yeah,
3: I believe, I believe it's been completely blown out. By well, the how's world. that
1: going to affect things, do you uh, think, given what, given what we've just said?
3: How's it going to, how's it going to affect things? Uh, uh, well, uh, despite FFP being, uh, being a non-entity now, I don't think that's going to stop those clubs that want to spend money from spending money. Um, I think, yeah, it might be out, out of the way for, for now but it could potentially return in two, three, four years, whenever it may be. And, and clubs still won't want to fall foul of it as they did, as they, as they might have done previously then in four years' time. So, um, yeah, FFP has always been a bit of a, a grey area. I think some, some 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 clubs have managed to work their way around it in certain ways. Um but yeah, despite it not being a key factor this season and uh, this summer, I still think that clubs are going to be very aware of of what they're spending and, and, and where their turnover is going, et cetera, and what their profits are going on, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I can't see it making too much of a difference, personally.
2: I mean, the this, other... This might, Sorry, like, Jake, go to, on, go might on. be a public opportunity, of course, if, if Tuchel wants to buy certain players that wouldn't normally be sold, if the clubs can't afford... To, uh, um, if clubs are making great losses now, might be the opportunity to get to assemble a team that he would think um, could uh, could win trophies, could be exceptional, just because the clubs need the cash. So it, this could be, a, it might be that they're paying over the odds for them. But I think teams will probably be.
1: Well, they have up- they have to sell in a sense to stay yeah, afloat.
2: Exactly, exactly. So it, this might be the time for uh, for to think. Roman thinks, well, actually, um, I'm happy to pay for these these players because we're going to assemble. A team that will get us back right up there in the elite. I mean, with this team at the moment, you know, we're we're almost we're not
1: far off.
2: We're not far off being elite yeah. again. You know, we're in the court, we're in the, the last eight of the of the Champions League. So uh, yeah. think how much better they could become if he buys two or three really top players, in his view, wherever they are. But I'm 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 looking forward to this. I have to say what, to what evolves, what what what, uh, what what team he begins to create because um, it's fascinating. Did you see there was an article about Caballero? Chatted about the differences between Lampard and um, uh, and Tuchel. He said Tuchel is is, uh, uh, Frank was was almost playing. He said it was it was unfair to compare the two because he he admired them both. But Frank was almost playing a slightly old fashioned form of football. Was very almost player based, um, getting the ball out to the wings, whipping it in. Whereas Tuchel is much more um, analytic, an analytic yes, Mm. and uh, and uh, first time passing and uh, and pressing in a way that Frank just wasn't. He didn't. (laughs) I got the hint. Was wasn't didn't feel was capable of. It was just interesting well, the two, I, I, two I, different I, ways of managing. You know,
1: I'd agree with that. But I think I think Tuchel, you know, is a is a very modern manager. That kind of star, that that Pep kind of originated yeah. type of yeah. manager. Yeah. And and I do absolutely believe what I read. Certainly that was that that Tuchel was the first choice above Sarri, wasn't available. So they got Sarri. So I, I mean, Roman, we we must remember. Is is quite obsessive about football in, in a way that perhaps I'm not, and and you know he is a modern fan, you know he probably you know he 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 he's got so much money he can afford to sit around on his ass all day and play FIFA. Unlike people like me, have to work for a living, and and are too old, but that's beside the point. So you know he probably loves all this kind of really analytic, everybody you know like 38 different ways to take a throw and all that malarkey. And I can totally understand Frank actually weirdly, even though he's a lot younger than me. Has more in common with my generation, you know, which it wasn't about systems, it was about players. I mean, every time I, I've said this story so many times, I'm really sorry everybody who's heard it before. Every time I talk to Kerry Dixon about football, he says the same thing it's not about systems, it's about players. You know, that is very much of that that older That's mentality. Yeah. You know, if you're a good player, you're a good player, you don't need it, doesn't matter what system you're playing because you're good. Well, I don't think that, you know, you can't really argue one against the other because, you know, both are probably true. Both are probably wrong. But I think that I think it's a very, very valid point, JK. Um, I'm going to move this on. You know, we could do an entire show just on this topic. I think I I have to say it does interest me, as these boys know, because I'm always bloody blathering on about it in a lot of the articles that I write. But I'm going to move it on because i've been i've got a question here that I've been just desperate to ask these two boys uh and sent in by our very own dean Mears. um i I need to give you a bit of context here because uh one of um one of uh sam and uh adam's erstwhile colleagues on football London clearly they're really bored so they've been asked to like do a league table where it'll all finish <laughs> and uh, one of them has predicted the following man city to finish first on 87 points man united to finish second on 79 points liverpool third on 70 leicester fourth on 69 arsenal uh fifth on 69 chelsea sixth on 67 tottenham seventh on 63 west ham eighth on 60 and uh Dean asks, in an incredibly polite and uh, well-considered way, can you ask Adam and Sam what type of crack his colleague or their colleague is smoking? Adam?
4: I have no idea. Um, We need to name
1: and shame him. You you wouldn't guess
3: he's an Arsenal fan, would
1: you? He definitely, it's Chris Wheatley, I'm going to name. (laughs) I know it's difficult for you, I can name and shame. It is Chris Wheatley who put it up there. I mean, he is an (laughs) Arsenal fan, and I know they're deluded, but Crikey, what is he going on? I mean, he's basically saying Arsenal are going to win every game.
4: Yeah, I think that's what he did say, wasn't it? I
1: mean, um, even I wouldn't be that biased. Down.
4: I think he's put Chelsea to get only... Is it, where are we on now? 17 more points? 16 more points? Between now and the end of the season as well? Mm. So, um, yeah, I did do this. I did do my one. And uh, Chelsea came third in my one, which I'll be very happy with. I, I accidentally um, made the page go back when I was trying to screenshot it and I couldn't be bothered to do it all again. So... Um, <laughs> So uh, yeah, no, Chelsea third on my one, which I was very pleased with. Um, but yeah, I can I can't just say there was the question about favourite chance, and I just really want to highlight one because we'll, most... we'll
1: do it at the end, Sam, I promise. I'll do cool. it at the I'm end. I'm Adam, but that's cool. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> I, I I I blame I blame this.
2: Oh, I've got Jonathan J.K.:
1: So that's Daryl, Daryl, and now I've got Adam Ross. he got Darren. For fuck's sake. It's time for me to retire, isn't it? Let's be honest, guys. So next week, the Chelsea Fancast hosted by Jonathan Kidd. Because at least, at least he can speak.
2: I couldn't even remember, remember Monday, I know,
1: not right, I know. I well, I mean, we we, <laughs> we talk about Chelsea needing to get rid of the dead weight and some of the older players. I, th- I think, JK, the bell is tolling for you and me, mate. That's for sure. take it. Old, 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 okay. Where were Ooh. we? Oh, yes. Yeah, we'll do the chart at the end. I was going to ask that last. All right. Sounds is that all right? Um, Sam, uh, w- where did you think Chelsea were going to finish? I mean, you obviously had to do this as well, right?
3: Um, I actually didn't you didn't Um, I think think it might have been published on my day off in the week on Wednesday I think when everyone did it Um, (laughs) but um, I think Chelsea will finish fourth Um, is my honest prediction I do think they will get that top four spot Uh, I certainly can't see Arsenal winning all of their games in between (laughs) now and the end of the season let's put it that way Um, I think yeah City are going to win the league we know that United are going to probably finish second I think third and Third and fourth is certainly there for, for, for the taking. I think if Chelsea, well, if they continue the run that they're on at the moment, then there's absolutely no reason why they can't go and finish third. Um, but yeah, but Arsenal won't be finishing fifth. Let's put it that way. Wow. Uh, I haven't I haven't spoken to Chris about it, but I think um, I think he might need some words words asking to him as to why on earth he's well, got Chelsea, uh, Arsenal finishing fifth sorry, far, and Chelsea finishing sixth.
1: Well, far bit. Well, that was just ridiculous to say that we'd only get sixteen <laughs> points out thinking. of our last nine games. It's just nuts. It's but I mean, look, I, not that I'm here to defend Chris at all, uh, but I I do understand that his thinking. Was a lot to do with the fact that you know the way that it's looking at the moment. will be, will 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 possibly be battling in the Champions League and the FA Cup, and that could form something of a distraction. And uh, I th- I I mean I get that. I tell you what, I don't get. I mean I, I mean I agree with both of you. City will win the the, the Premier League this year. Um, I I just can't see. I mean Man United have got to be the luckiest side in the world. I I don't think I've ever seen a, a side as shit as Man United are likely to finish second and I, I think they will because they just they just get away with it every yeah. flaming weekend it's one of the
2: advantages they've got because they've been knocked out of all the other competition yep. you know they're only playing yep. in the Premier there's that
1: too but you know refereeing decisions penalties you name it they get away with it Le- liverpool- has
2: the ability oh. to foul as he pleases i know and he does doesn't he he uh
1: liverpool no way mate they they've gone They've gone. I, I I, tell you what, I think Liverpool have gone so badly I wouldn't be surprised to see Klopp go in the summer. I think they've they've reached the end. Yeah, Yeah. okay, yeah, controversial. As Ben phrase. Elton, ben yeah, Elton no, used to no, say, a bit of politics. Great face. <laughs> yeah, that is a great face, isn't it? God, I can't wait to to actually sit down with these boys in the pub and do this for like hours and get drunk and, and see more of those faces because I, I, I've only just got started. It,
2: but, I think we've established that the, the more that you drink, the less likely they will be that... <laughs>
1: <laughs> will be to around
2: to hang around you because you won't remember who they are. Who, who are you again?
1: Exactly. Have I ever met you before? Uh no, but look, in all seriousness, I do. I think I think what's happened at Liverpool, okay, it's either because they have have suffered more, you know, disproportionately than everybody else because of what's happening with COVID, you know, the lack of fans, the injuries, all of that. Or like a lot of managers like Klopp, remember it's all about the Gagan press and all this energy that they expend and all of that. Uh, you know, signs like that, they, do, they have a shelf life. It's like the old Mourinho syndrome. Mourinho is a great manager for a couple of years and then it all implodes. I wonder if that's happening at Liverpool with Klopp, that they're either beginning to tire of what he's saying, tire of what he's making them do, or they're just mentally and physically fatigued. They're fed up with all the injuries. I don't know, but I sense that there's something odd going on at Liverpool because you don't win the champion, uh, you don't win the Premier League in the way that they did last year and be this awful the next year unless something systemic is wrong. And also another thing with Liverpool: look at the average age of their players. They've got a lot of players who are beginning to get to the end of their, you know, really dominant shelf life, shall we say. So that's there is. I, I have reasoning to back this up, Sam. So do I still get a funny face or what? Um, I mean, <laughs> yes, I, I, I don't want
3: to put my allegiances anywhere, but um, I'm certainly not a fan of um, that club on Merseyside, let's put it that way. So, i would be quite happy for them to finish seventh or eighth or sixth or whatever. You in, support,
1: support South End, we all know in that the, in, the, in the league,
3: but um. I mean a lot a lot has been made of what's going on at Liverpool and yes they have been affected by injuries but it is amazing how one injury to well to Virgil van Dijk has
1: it's just not just completely... one though is it it's van Dijk it's Henderson yes. it's lots of other players that they yeah. but, the, but,
3: but but with van Dijk it has been has been the big one um, the, But he the, made the
1: difference uh, when he, he came made... in on the other hand so when
3: when when Liverpool wanted to get over the top they clearly needed a world class goalkeeper and a world class yeah. center half and they managed to get them in Alisson and, and Virgil van Dijk um, and lo and behold they won the league um, so yeah um, I'll would say as I say I'm quite happy to see Liverpool maybe finish a little bit further down than third that's in Chris's table for example but um, I don't think Jurgen Klopp will be sacked in the summer I'm, I'm, I certainly can't well, see. okay I maybe not sacked, but
1: I could I could see a or, parting or, of are the
3: ways oh okay fine
1: How, is that better not so not not so much of a I'm no not choice. sure he'd. Want, I'm not sure he'd
3: want to leave on. Um, well, why on, not go to Germany on, 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 on a Premier League campaign where things have been. Where no, struggling. that's true. But he he did that with Dortmund. Post, et cetera,
1: et cetera. He did
4: true. that with Dortmund, and I think he's already said though, hasn't he? He wants to see how his contract with Liverpool. Yeah, they all so I say that. They I don't think that. he'll go anywhere. And I actually have a sneaky feeling Liverpool are going to be very good next year. Mm. Yeah,
3: it's, not so as, no, it's not sneaky. I, so do I, I think that. Va-
4: well. Van Dyke, we back. Joe Gomez will be back. That means Favinho and Henderson can actually play in midfield. So they basically get their defence and midfield back. Mm. And I think they'll be uh, very much
3: reinvigorated by having actually... I agree. I agree. I it agree is the reinvigoration
2: there. because they just they don't press in anywhere near the same no. number or the same intensity. And that was the major thing. I also think some people have sussed how to play them. Yeah. A, yeah, a
1: bit, which, which happens. Is, uh, yeah. Which
2: happens. And and they've then got to double their efforts. And what they've I got think- a
1: sulky Salah, remember? Sulky Salah. Yeah, sulky
2: Salah and... Uh, <laughs> And are kicked out of the game, money in Rudiger's pocket.
1: Yeah, you know. and I, I, I still, we'll see. We'll have, a, I'll tell you, we'll have a good chat about this comes, comes September, boys. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, just to carry on with the table, I mean Leicester. I, I think, uh, I mean, you know, Rogers has a proclivity to blow it like no other manager. But I, I just think, given this season, given where they are. I can still see them finishing in the top four. So I, I still think it'll be City United, Leicester and Us actually, unless somehow Mourinho can shit house Spurs into top four. But I I you know, every time every week they have a good result and you think, Oh shit, they're kind of okay, they're gonna and then they have a terrible one the next week and you go, Oh, thank goodness for that. I mean here's here's the thing, I've just talked about Klopp going in the summer. Do you think Mourinho, Adam, is uh is, is gonna, you know, stick around at Tottenham much longer?
4: Uh, oh, depends where they finish. Depends if Tottenham can find the money get, to get rid of him. I think it's probably the fair summation of it because he is on such a big contract that it would cost Tottenham a fair amount to get rid of him. Um, I think he's done at the top level personally, have done for a while. I maybe a bit controversially didn't want him to come back to Chelsea second time around anyway, uh, because I thought, uh, his. <laughs> Real Madrid team was bloody horrible and yeah. everything you wouldn't want your team to be and he was poking people in eyes and saying some really awful things and I was just like no he's gone off the deep end yeah. now really But
1: but he wasn't Rafa Benitez Adam.
4: He wasn't Rafa Benitez and he obviously did win a Premier League title and I uh, obviously enjoyed that But as he was fan. horrible.
1: He was genuinely I mean I yeah. have friends close to the who work at the club who said he was poisonous the entire time.
4: And you speak to – I've spoken to a couple of people who worked in the academy at that time, and they've all said the same thing, that it was awful moment for the academy as soon as he came back. And he obviously let De Bruyne go and Salah and all this stuff. And, yeah, he won a Premier League title. There was a Mata, lot of collateral Mata. damage to – of course, the other one. Yes, matter went. So, yeah, he won the Premier League, but there was a lot of collateral damage that went with that. Um, but, yeah. So I, I don't know if he'll go from Spurs because I don't know if they'd want to pay to get rid of him at this point.
1: It, it's funny that I've got I've got a I've got a a piece for you guys in in the locker room, very much about that about you know one of the saddest uh, losses we've had at Chelsea was matter being sacrificed by Mourinho. You know, um, because he's he's still, <laughs> you know, I I just love that guy. You know, he's still one yeah. of the nicest nicest players we've ever had. And it's funny enough, it came about because I was reading, um, you know, that that about the you know Munich 2012 again, and of course that was very much about matter in some ways. Anyway, all right, J.K. Um, who's 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 your top four, and where are we in it? We're second. Okay, why is that then?
2: Because I think we'll keep on winning. Every time I say this, we, we go on a losing streak. <laughs> oh,
1: no, don't say it then. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> well, we can't be relegated, so we'll settle for that. We...
2: No, I just, I slightly fear that um, um we, the fact we drew with Southampton, the fact we played so badly against Sheffield and Barnsley, it just worries me when teams um, just try and, press us and, and defend that we really if we don't score we're a bit screwed all right the advantage is we're unlikely to give a goal away but i think we just might draw with these teams um but no i i, I but the way we're playing and the way that uh if he can make Havertz actually start scoring he scored for germany scored played very well apparently um if we can get him um putting a slotting a few away i think we'll we'll, win, we'll beat everybody so it's a question of we'll beat all the lower teams um, and we seem to do well against the better teams. So I think we'll have a very high points ratio. And I, I can't believe that you know. I mean, I, I don't want uh, United to keep going. I can't believe. I agree with you completely, Chid. I don't get it. They just play badly and get lots of, of, of you know, Fernandez sticks a free kick in or something where you think it wasn't a foul at all. How did you get? How did they get given that and he scores? And you just think, oh well, all right. Uh, but um, and I, I just, I, I hope that they disintegrate and. Uh, I'd like us to finish <laughs> second with Leicester, and um, and perhaps United might finish fourth. But uh, um, I think we've got the potential for for if he can get the get them shooting and the forwards firing, we should beat everybody. I yeah. don't, I mean, we're really you know he, he's really made them into a a terrific side. I mean the the the, the brilliant pressing that went on against Atletico was to, and the fabulous passing. You just go oh god if he can get beat every top team we play against and somehow work out a way of of uh, of getting behind the defences of those who want to put 10 behind the ball um um you know i'm i'm I, if we can do that i just think we'll, we'll beat everybody you know and i i'm, I'm i keep being positive about sides i was positive guys about lampard you know when he was playing so well we beat we beat Leeds and I said, we're going to win the league this season. You
1: know, and he will disintegrate. Two months later, we sacked. That's the double. Yes, we sacked. So, but
2: I really have such faith in him as a manager. Yeah, I'm with you there.
1: Definitely,
2: definitely finished top four. Definitely.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, we may be fourth. I mean, I, I think, I think, you know, Poor old Chris, who we've hammered a bit tonight, I and mean, we still haven't answered the question: What what crack is he smoking? Maybe maybe we should ask him uh, next week or something. You know, you 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 have access to him in a way that I don't, so maybe you can ask him diplomatically. But uh, you know, it, it is interesting, isn't it? Because I I do I do think the the pitch has been somewhat queered by the fact that we're still in the cup and we're still in the Champions League. Not, I mean, we all expected to be in the cup still, but I don't think many of us really expected to still be in the Champions League. And after what we did to Atletico Madrid and knowing it's a cup competition and knowing that you know the old adage if 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 you if you don't concede goals then you're always in with a chance of winning a game and particularly in the champions league which is like really set up for that uh shit type type uh, style of football then you know i i wouldn't be surprised if we made it to the semi final i wouldn't be surprised if we made it to the final of the champions league and that really that that could possibly affect uh the league form however i i st- we we said this on the show on Monday, I think J K. didn't we? That it's really interesting. You know, we get very much into this bubble uh, of Chelsea, and and we we pick holes in players and 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 performances and this that and the other. It's really interesting to hear what what other people think of the club. Uh, you know, opposition fans, opposition journalists, and the rest of it. And they all sit here marveling at how how big our squad is and how talented our squad is. And have you seen these on their bench? And we're going Emerson, Fucking hell. But they're they you know. <laughs> in in Italian international you know but they're all going look at how big Chelsea's squad is look how good Chelsea's squad is and maybe sometimes we need a bit of that perspective and say well, actually do you know what we are actually pretty good and now we've got a pretty good manager too and you know why not why not finish mm. second JK why not get into the Champions League final why not even win the bloody thing who knows you know what do you think boys yeah
4: I think you look at Chelsea's uh fixtures that are coming up as well around these Champions League games the next uh Next four in the Premier League are West Brom, Palace, West Ham and Fulham. Um, and obviously West Ham are having a good season, but you'd like to think those are four winnable games that Chelsea could probably swap in four or five players for uh, and not see too much of a drop-off in performance as well. Um, so, yeah, I think Chelsea could have a very strong end to the season, both in the Premier League and the and the Cups, just because of how big the squad is, um, yeah. to be honest
1: particularly with Havertz, Sam, I, I think I think weirdly, I think Havertz, well, maybe not weirdly, but I think Havertz is the key to this because I think poor old Tommy T has got a problem up front, as we all recognise. Um, you know, he, Tammy's injured. Giroud is OK, but he's, you know, I just, I, I don't think he's as confident. I don't think he has confidence in Giroud as his number nine in the system that he wants to play. Werner couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo at the moment. But Havertz, could do a job for him in that role, couldn't he? And if he if he can do a job for him in that role, we know Mount will be one one of the players behind him. And then he suddenly got a choice of Hudson Odoi or Pulisic, who I think is beginning to look a little bit better. Ziech, who scored two goals in two games, so it's you know maybe he's beginning to maybe not for the long term, but certainly for the rest of the season, we he might have a solution to that that will get us some bloody goals.
3: It's something that um, Adam and I discussed the other day on um, one on one of our videos that we did, and we both agreed that that Kai Havertz is probably, arguably, going to be Chelsea's key player. We think after the international break, um, him scoring against Iceland is a massive fillet for him to find his goal-scoring boots. And obviously, he had that one against Everton that was uh, chalked off for him um, from Ben Godfrey's deflection. Um, but Tuchel seems to be able to find... A position for certain players that, that can get the best out of them. Um, you look at Timo Werner; obviously, he hasn't hasn't scored, but playing him as that second striker when he brutally exposed that Liverpool high line in the game at Anfield, playing Kai Havertz as a false nine, who played really well against Everton, played well against Leeds, and against Atletico Madrid as well. Um, so he seemingly he he knows where he knows where these he knows where these players need to play and 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 how we can get the best out of them. For what the situation is um, in terms of who the opponents are, um, and what, what and what Chelsea are chasing, whether it be the Champions League or whether it be a Premier League game. Um, Adam obviously spoke about the fixtures uh, coming up as well, and then you look at the end of the season, which is going to be absolutely huge. Obviously, there's Man City, Arsenal, Leicester, and Aston Villa that that Chelsea play in the final. What was it four games? And there's obviously the Brighton game that needs to be rearranged as well due to the FA Cup semi-final being. Um, be, being scheduled for later next month so I think it's this next what run of four or five games or so is going to be huge for for, for Tuchel in, in, in that top four chase I'm fully confident that Chelsea will get in the top four but they need to certainly take advantage of the likes of the West Brom the Palace uh, and also West Ham who are say having a fantastic season that game could be pivotal one I think it's April the 23rd or 24th I think they play West Ham uh, at London Stadium that game's going to be absolutely huge for implications in the top four race
1: isn't our last game against Leicester Villa? oh no it's Villa Villa Villa. one before one before Stamford Bridge
4: where there could be fans back in what against Villa uh against Villa and against Leicester so yeah, what it, is is the discussion?
3: If, okay. if the pla- if the plans go to head, go ahead with the Premier League yeah. and what they want to get the fans but
1: Le- Leicester's penultimate game, right? Leicester's yeah.
3: penultimate game, and then you've got Arsenal before that as well.
1: Yeah. So well,
2: uh, they've, they've, they've been chatting to me about would I be interested in um, in eating because uh, I sit in hospitality, in Aussie
1: venison pies or something?
2: Venison pie, pie swan actually roast swan,
1: <laughs> roast breast yeah. of swan. I thought but
2: that's given to me by my manservant. Remember, Topwith. So- spooned into my mouth i don't watch the games guys he whispers in my ear telling me how we're doing into his ear um, trumpet yeah, and it's pardon but but um um uh they've been saying did we, were we interested in, in actually eating or, or just watching the games and i said well i'd rather just watch the game if that's okay with you thanks i'd rather watch the game than eat but we were asking what the priority was but uh Do you still um, have
1: your little kind of dolly mixtures at half time and you take out yeah, in the cup yeah yeah you know, yeah, we, you know when uh, we when we all get back when we all get back
2: sorry, go, go on sorry mate we you you know we have just fill, fill the guys in we have they have a kind of smart smarty pick and mix thing that you can have hospitality <laughs> so, yeah, so we remember they they
1: have access to press hospitality which is oh they know then which they is know quite all about yeah, it the, the
2: armchairs the library room you know all about well, I don't know about that. They don't know about that.
3: It's the reason I took the job. About about three months ago was, was yep. Chelsea's press food.
2: The sedan chair you get taken in by men in liveries. Oh. Chelsea's uh, Chelsea's press food
4: is uh, arguably it's, the best in the Premier League. Yeah, it's, definitely. Uh, stuff we haven't good. we haven't had it obviously at the moment. Uh-huh. Um,
3: but we do, get
4: pot, we do get pot noodles,
2: though, don't we? You get pot noodles? <laughs> if, you, if, you want, if you want one, yeah. <laughs> if you can't find anything else on the Fulham Road, yeah. But isn't isn't that upper-class upper class Chelsea pot noodle? Isn't that... Uh, <laughs> no, one. no, it's a standard one. Standard.
1: Oh, no, is it standard? Okay. Well, I was going to say, of course, before remembering the fact that actually they get catered for beautifully, yes. uh, 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 the press boys get what you get, JK, basically. I mean, it's really good. I know, yeah. but I was going to say when we all get back when we're all allowed to go you should take one of them along when When they're not when one of them is not covering the match you should take one of them along just <laughs> yeah. so they then they'll, they'll they, you know because we go on about it every week and they don't believe that you get served roast uh, swan and stuff like this by a waiter <laughs> it's boar it's roast boar roast boar yeah you know so take them along you know and they get to Kat, I mean bless his heart Can always used to turn up didn't they, at half time and yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. Like no, the game, yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny Hollins Anyway, we're digressing. I'm going to wrap this up because uh, I've kept these two fine gentlemen far too long. No, we so we need to do the chance, Jude. No, We're going to. Don't worry. And <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I, I haven't lost the plot completely. I mean, well, I know,
2: I just, I, you I... needed need
1: prompting then. No, no, uh... Well, 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 prompted, J.K. Well prompted. Um, in the credits, it will say J.K. Prompter. Uh, all right. Anyway, um, the final question is: I've got another one from Chev, but uh, Adam is obviously very keen on it which is great, uh, because it's a great question. He says, "What what is the top three chance you have heard at a game, at the bridge, or even away? Totally up to you. Explain why, if you can. Adam.
4: I have one that instantly came to mind, which was uh Europa League game against Basel. And I was sitting in the Matthew Harding lower, I think. Um, and I think they had best part of the shed, pretty much. And all the way across the shed end, and they lit about eight or nine flares all the way across the top end uh, of the shed. And it was meant to be really intimidating, I think, and obviously, you know, create that European flavour to it. But some absolute genius in the Matthew Harding lower just started singing happy birthday. And it completely took the whole, the whole veracity of this. Oh, look, we've got flares. No, Chelsea fans just singing happy birthday to Basel. And it was brilliant. It, it, it's made me laugh more than probably any other football chant yeah. has just because of how clever it
1: was. I remember that. I remember that. Uh, Sam? Um, I'm not sure. As a I'm dedicated the, the Chelsea best, best, fan, best, you the, know, you are really good, to, yeah. I'm,
3: I'm, I just can't say I'm in the best place to answer that question. What's your, your favourite chant of I've all time, ever... time anywhere? Oh, God. <laughs> Probably something that's not broadcastable on here, <laughs> well, you, <laughs> mate. We've been going for
1: thirteen years. Trust me, we've sung them all. You know,
3: no. Um, I honestly, you, you, you've caught me off guard there. I thought that was just going to be. But well, an you have question. a thing. Well, I, I, I honestly, I honestly, I honestly don't know. Uh, easy right. answer to the question. If Sorry, could, I can't. If hear you a can good think answer.
1: of, if you can think of one, you can have a have a, another pop in a minute. JK. Well,
2: um, the best. You talk about the best three chance. What the
1: best chance that you haven't written. Best chance. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because I, uh, I haven't attempted to get off the ground. I remember going to West Ham and there was a bloke next to me who was a chance starter. And I loved, I loved that ability. I'm a, of a chance
1: bloke. starter. You know, you know, I'm a chance starter. Like Twisted chance like starter. But he
2: was, he was going and he's looking about and he'd suddenly go um <laughs> We're good for you, mate, and nobody would pay any attention to him. So he'd just go, cause you are famous <laughs> And, and then, oh, then he'd go uh, um, um, um uh, think what other other immediate songs would come out? Oh yeah, Okay, uh, uh, um, 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 okay the flag flying, out. and then somebody would then join in with impossible. Then he'd go, it's flying, oh, I'm fly. He thought I started that one, and I said to him, I said, it takes a lot of courage to do that. And he just looked me up and down as if I was an idiot. But that's you know, but that's beside the point. But my favourite three that I remember going all the way back. Now this is going to be a this is going to be for um this is for memory corner for for. For you, Adam, I'm, I'm excluding you, um, because, yeah, fair enough, because you're not... Southend fan. Exactly, exactly. Um, it's, it's, it's Dover,
4: Dover Athletic. Well, that's is, close. Is, it's,
2: on it's on the coast. coast. What more do you want? It's <laughs> <laughs> is, is this one. We're starting to go, In Dublin's fair city, where the girls so are so pretty, I first, pretty, first set, lap, set my set eyes on, on sweet, sweet Molly Merlot, And she wheeled Filder, her wheelbarrow, Through streets short and narrow, Crying. <laughs> You'll see. That one and that would go on. I love that one. And I at the same that. match. That's same also back, a Dover
3: Athletic chance.
2: So the same I think match. You have
1: that a Dover Athletic <laughs> chance <laughs> Yeah, 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 no, yeah they way. Say, no They just say Dover. It's, and it's
2: no everywhere. Way. Now here's <laughs> one. Here's one that you won't have had. And this is all three of these were a the match I was at. And this is when I was little. Was. Ooh, it's a corner. Ooh, it's a corner. Ooh, it's a corner. Ooh, it's a corner. I have to say, it was only us, the kids, who were singing it, yeah. but it used to spread <laughs> yeah. slightly into
1: the shit. Last heard on the Sooty and Sweep show, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No, no, <laughs> no. Going back, going back. And then finally, finally, one that nobody will remember at all, which was particularly sung by a very old bloke in a flat cap. The front front of me he used to go set them alight, set them alight. Who's the ones to set them alight? Chelsea, all together, set them alight, set them alight. He did Jesus. it entirely on his own. He didn't care. Set them alight. It, really, it? it was you,
1: really, wasn't it? It was you, really, wasn't it?
2: Brutal. <laughs> yeah. All of those, that's, but this is 1960. I have to tell you, so you know, I've
4: uh, I've got another one that comes to mind, which was another ah, Champions uh, Europe. It was a Champions League game against uh, Galatasaray. Uh, and it
1: was your sheesh and you know your... oh yes which was again yes. very funny i remember that very good. on on a similar vein adam i mean i have so many i mean we used to have a whole um uh you know kind of uh, page i suppose on our website which listed pretty much every every chelsea song that had ever ever been sung or written and i i had to shut it down because obviously l- let's just say times move on yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> which is a great shame because some of them were not offensive in any way, shape or form. we are actually really, really funny. And talking of which, I mean, as I said, I've got so many. My my personal favourites, as many people will know, is I'm a great fan of... I have been known to stand on the table of a a hostelry post-match rather drunk and uh, sing the Tommy Baldwin song. Because I have a rather loud voice, you see, so it kind of lends itself quite well to the Tommy Baldwin song. Um, But... um, I, I, because because i am who i am i quite like the fuck 'em all song as everybody knows as well There's something quite horribly aggressive about that which appeals to me but talking of kind of really weird random songs in the vein that, that adam's going on about I, I one of the best of those is when we played uh tromso away oh is this, uh, yeah it, it, it not, it, yeah yeah sing when it's snowing you only sing. <laughs> or what's it like to play on grass what's it like to play on grass and we Chelsea fans have got a really good rep of yes. coming... I mean, as Adam was kind of indicating there, a really good rep of coming up with great spur-of-the-moment uh, songs. I mean, that that always reminds me, actually, when we used to play Portsmouth, when uh, John Portsmouth would turn up with his bell. You know, he used to ring his... big. We had the kind of the blue and uh, white dreadlocks and the stupid top hat. The tattoos. And the tattoos. I mean, the he tattoos to, and he'd ring top. this and the waistcoat, and he'd ring his bell. Marty Harding lower. Who's the wanker with the bell? You know, which is very simple. Very coarse, but actually very effective. It said exactly what needed to be said. So there you go.
4: Did uh, did did either of you go to Tromso away?
1: Oh mate, it's one of the great regrets I have that I never went. I mean, we did a podcast uh, before J.K.'s time, actually, um, back when the Normans used to be on it, Chris and Stu and Phil, and they had all gone out there. Uh, and, and dear old Ron Hockings was still alive and they, they kind of, they, 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 they you know, met up with him and stuff. But, I mean, Phil tells a great story. They they were given these kind of, I can't really remember it entirely, but they were given these really weird chocolate bars and actually Phil or Chris kept it in their fridge for like years afterwards and wouldn't dare eat it as a kind of a relic <laughs> and a memento of Tromso away. But they they were all out there and they had an absolutely great yeah. time. It was It really is one for the ages, one that you should have been at.
2: I've got. Yeah. Would you believe a Tronzo poster? Because David. Were Wilkinson, you there? Were you there? No, David Wilkinson, who I sat with, he he went, and he got me the poster. But he said it was a remarkable experience, and he he it was uh, something never to have missed. Which of course, I uh, of I, rem- I remember.
4: I think I was maybe eight or nine, and I was watching it in my kitchen because I was the only one that could get Channel Five properly, and I was sat on my little stool in my kitchen watching this game, and thinking it was the most remarkable thing I'd ever seen, yeah. having to clear snow off a pitch. Yeah
1: everything yeah we I mean I I watched it on channel five like a lot of us did sadly but uh, it was it was just brilliant what a brilliant I mean I love Vialli so for me it was like manna from heaven seeing him come on and do that but I mean you know those boys before you know we're going back over 10 years of the fan cast now but I mean that they every week they would come out with a story from a bizarre kind of European away trip and uh, there was a hilarious one they told about they were in the San Siro when Dennis Wise scored the famous goal with 10 minutes to go in the San Siro and 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 they and and, and there was a story that basically involved chocolate spaghetti (laughs) quite how chocolate spaghetti was involved with seeing Chelsea play AC Milan in the San Zero I cannot remember but they would always come out with some bizarre story like that like when they went to Barca in the same I think it was the same Champions League campaign and they ended up in ticket uh, getting tickets in the Barcelona end it was like a free-for-all apparently and they had to deal with some very irate old Spanish blokes whose seats they were in. If you knew Phil, you knew that know that this would not be a problem. But uh, and the rest, as they say, is history. Um, we should let these gentlemen go home, Jacob. Oh, they are home already. We'll, car- <laughs> we'll carry on for another hour or two. There. No, We've no. They've Been sh-
3: anywhere for about the last year.
2: We
1: should we should let we should let them off the hook because they've been absolutely brilliant tonight, haven't they?
2: Fantastic. Yeah.
1: Same. Yeah. Great fun having them on. Uh, great fun having them on together, actually, which is what I thought would be all the fun of it. Um,
2: I'm trying to be, be objective about this. This has been a very erudite kind of football conversation. I've been, uh, I've been taken yeah. aback by not, how
1: excellent this really. Not the usual shit on a Monday, mate. Very, that is what I was yeah, thinking. Not absolutely. Usual <laughs> bollocks
2: we come up with.
1: No, I know, I know. Well, it has been great fun. And uh, I'm going to thank uh, Sam and I'm going to thank Adam hugely for giving up, uh, you know, far too long of their time on a Friday evening and listening to me and JK Babylon. It's been great to have you, Adam. Thank you very much, guys. Anytime. Great to see you too, Sam.
3: Absolute pleasure. Thanks very much for having me on, mate.
1: What's Dover's uh, kind of main song? What's Dover's main song? <laughs> yeah, there
3: There'll that? be blue, bluebell- there'll be bluebells over the white cliffs of Dover. Is Viralin your president? Uh, unfortunately, not anymore. No, well, not any- anymore. Any- no, any- oh, clearly. <laughs> in, fact, Dover- in fact, in fact, Dover, Dover have had their um, entire league um, campaign expunged today, as it were. So um, no, yeah, because-
1: what league are they yeah. in then?
3: That uh, they're in the national league. Um, they put all, well, had to put financial constraints with COVID, had to put all the players on yeah. furlough, et etc. Cetera, et cetera, and they've had their uh, they've had their record expunged from the league. So it's it's not been a great. Time what? To what hang it. on. What does
1: that mean? What does that actually mean? They've had their record expunged from the league. I think essentially any wins that they did pick up which
3: wasn't actually very many this season um have just been taken off the record so those teams that had picked up three points again, have they gone so bust it, then or uh, something those three points taken off no they've not gone bust uh, they've not gone bust uh, they're, they're very close to it but um yeah they've just they're just going to be relegated this season and then hopefully i thought was. we'll have a club coming into the season i thought there
4: wasn't going to be any relegation from the national league
3: who on earth knows what's going on with the national league at the moment, and 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 how they've set things up? We don't know if there's going to be promotion from the one below. Who's going to be relegated from the national league? It's just a complete. Yeah, I, I'd like. I'd, I'd, there's a word I'd like to use for it, but I'll go with shambles just to be safe.
1: Yeah, well, you don't have to be safe here. You know that because you you know that I won't be. Uh, but it's a, it's a really it's a really interesting point actually because you know we talk we talked earlier on didn't we J K about how. Um, you know, COVID might stop Chelsea from selling a player for over a hundred million or, or uh, buying a play, you know, we did, it was about an hour ago. Don't worry. You can listen back to it on the podcast, but (laughs) um, the reality is, is that what we forget is how hugely the pandemic has affected, you know, non-league clubs. And I mean, there, you know, it is a a subject actually quite close to my heart because uh, Winchester City are a really good uh, non-league team. And in fact, actually the place where I grew up, which is seven miles down the road, for town are equally good even though there's only a population of about twelve fifteen thousand. there really good non-league teams and i haven't even thought about that how they might be really really struggling with this in fact i i mean it'd be interesting to see how many of them would survive anyway on that really positive and upbeat point <laughs> uh we we should we should leave you before we do i i do have another plug to do which uh, of course is our wonderful uh Competition that we do every week now with football prizes, uh, and this week, uh, if you've been following the Chelsea Fancast Twitter feed, which I hope you have, or our Facebook page, then you will know that the next prize, the next signed framed shirt up for grabs, will be Ben Chilwell. So we've kind of gone up to date a bit with a current player, um, and uh, the draw will be on Wednesday evening. You have got until seven thirty to go and purchase a ticket for the draw. They usually have about a hundred tickets up for grabs. They're going for five pounds ninety-five. So for five five quid ninety-five, you could you could win a Ben Chilwell signed shirt. It's very lovely. Go and check out our Twitter feed at Chelsea Fancast or the Facebook page for all the details. But uh, do get on there. I shall be reminding you mercilessly until Wednesday about that. So there you go. Right, we really ought to go. Uh, J K, as always, you've been fascinating. Thank you. Oh, how a lovely word! Thank you. For Fascinating. For actually, you've been magnificent. Oh no, magnanimous, surely. No, no, you have generally been. Uh, <laughs> gen- yeah. Well, no, you've been generally an amalgamation of mag- magnan- magnanimous, which is easy for me to say, and munificent. So you have been magnificent.
2: Yeah, thank you. It's very nice. If you think very much, but I felt that it was um, helped by the uh, um, the excellence of our two guests. Yes,
1: the brains of an otherwise no-brain outfit. Yeah, name that film. Anyway, you've been great, JK, as always, as have Adam and Sam, the Mixler people. Lovely to see you in here as always. Now, JK and myself will be back on Monday uh, for another uh, kind of special show, really, a a, a real kind of proper Q&A show in a sense. Uh, We'll have Clayton Beerman joining us and Liam Toomey from The Athletic, but we will also have a number of people who are Patreons and Discord members on Zoom with us, so they'll be able to actually... Be with us on the show and ask some questions. I don't know. You've done a few of these with me before, haven't you, J.K.? Are great fun? Yeah, wonderful. We actually get to see these people, see the whites of their eyes, so to speak. Ask far better questions than you and I ever do. Well, it would be hard, mate, to be fair, but, you know, they do. You're very right. So there we go. So we're looking forward to that on Monday, 7 o'clock, as always, live on Mixler, up as a podcast afterwards. Uh, You lot out there, have a great weekend. Uh, think of me freezing my nads off tomorrow night for charity uh, and do give generously if you can thank you for listening see you next week until then keep it blue keep it carefree and keep it shells